What's going on, everybody? I'm Kevin from Cigar Prop, and each and every week we come to you live on the I Tap That Cigar Show on our YouTube channel. We interview someone fun and exciting in the cigar world, and then about a week later, we upload that audio to various podcasting platforms. That's what you're listening to now. We try and cut out a lot of the stuff that won't make sense because you're listening to it instead of watching it. But if something doesn't make sense and you want to watch it, in the description is the link that will take you to our YouTube so you can watch the interview instead of listening to it. But if you want to continue listening to it, thank you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the I Tap That Cigar Show presented by Corona Cigars. I'm your host, Caribbeante from Stogie Road Cigars. And I'm coming to you live from the Stogie Road Studios here in Simpsonville, South Kakalaki. And joining me tonight is my co-host, Kevin from Cigar Prop. What, 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 that, thank you for having me. As a, Yeah, we switch roles tonight. Care is going to be, I am going to do my best to up. let Care be the host for tonight and i'll be the co-host hold on as we as as we can already see or i don't at the beginning did you hit the button care you know yeah i can't make it connect any faster i'm sorry maybe i'll yes. call spectrum yeah so yes <laughs> yeah. can you believe that i, I do believe it yeah. and that lovely voice in the background is jessica our producer in the background who'll be handling all the essential things while kevin and i have all the fun Yes. Hello. Yes. That 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 she and, will and, be. And now he's talking over me, so I'm yeah. saying hello. <laughs> got to get it in, Carrie. Jess, how are you doing in. this evening? I I'm good. I'm tired. Uh, Kevin yeah. is exhausting. Well, I got to tell just, you, he just exhausts my brain. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I appreciate you guys. Last week, I was sick. I couldn't make it on the show, and I know I let you out the last minute, but uh, it was a a rough week, so. Yeah, we're um, glad you're feeling better, though. Yeah, I'm almost there, but, um, you know, glad to hear your voices, glad to be here again, and then coming back after being sick to yeah. host the show is, is pretty... I'm like uh, Ben Carson. I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> so let's get right into it with the Cigar Medics Humidimeter Cut and Light. And remember, with the Cigar Medics Humidimeter... You'll always know when to hold them, and you'll know when to smoke them. So, Kev, what are you smoking this evening? And let me know what your percentage is. I am smoking uh, the Amandola uh, Purple, uh, also known as the, the Padrino. <laughs> but uh, as as time goes on, and the more of these I smoke, I'm I'm getting to to know. To know the name, uh, we do see uh, uh, just a heads up our special guest in the uh, the green room. We we see you. We'll be uh, talking with you shortly. Uh, I am. Well, this came over moist. I'm at uh, uh I'm at seventy percent. I am smoking. Since I don't have an amandola tonight, I am smoking this. The vice Ooh, versa. The vice versa. Oh, right on. And it is sixty nine percent. And I think this evening, Kevin. Oh, you're gonna look at that! You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna go in half. I'm gonna smoke the uh, light one, Jessica. What are you smoking this evening, if I may ask? Uh, I am smoking uh, an Amandola Maturo. 
the hell, Jeffrey? Why? Oh, I didn't get we, anything. Well, we we had these. Oh, I don't uh, care. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, we we were we were at Chris's house. We got some cigars. No, yes. these, these were in our humidor. Oh yeah. From, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, but they still came from Jeff and Chris, though. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, not like we bought them. Ah, they yeah, gave me that. Yeah, over the years, I let them slide. So, Kev, um, that's not true. I buy cigars from from Jeffrey and Chris. Yeah. So I might be the only one. You don't. <laughs> I I buy Amendola. Okay. See, Karen yeah. and I are better people. So I, if, I, if I go I, to a shop and if I go to a shop and they have Amendola, I'll buy them. I've also, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought one at uh, the uh, the Great Smoke last weekend. Yeah. Two weekends ago. Yeah. You bought but, one. Uh, yeah, I bought one. Usually, I try and dry bag all my stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, but uh, I know. I know, Jess, you're a fan of their dessert cigars. So is my dad. Yeah, I really, really like that. My cigar. dad. I love that Amadola dessert cigar. Hey, thanks, yeah. Dad. You know, I got a cigar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not, it's not the dessert care. Nope, I know. <laughs> I'm going to freaking put some whipped cream on it and give it to him. So, uh, Kevin, I believe you have a little bit of housekeeping news this evening. Uh, yes, uh, as a reminder uh, that we've talked about for the last couple of weeks, uh, Boston Jimmy and his son climbing Mount Fuji this July to raise money for Autism Speaks. Um, please donate in the, uh, the video description below, um, or there's a link in the video description. Uh, he did just announce today he got some cigar, more cigars, more stuff for raffles to, to get to give away. So definitely check out that link. And um, uh, all, everybody's just asking, donate the, the price point of one cigar, which is $8.00. Um, I'm asking that when you there's a name recognition box uh, to put in cigar prop as the name recognition, because uh, if, uh, if a cigar prop, as in the group, donates the most money, he's going to take one of our blighter bleed tools to the top of Mount Fuji with him. And then I'm going to auction it off for a raffle for charity afterwards. So that'll be super cool. Also, Matt and Nicole from Smoking Tobacco are hosting their third annual annual um, a raffle for the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. They've raised over $58,000 to date. Also a link in the description if you want to get in on um, that amazing, um, uh, donate to that amazing charitable foundation. Uh, and that's with the Fuentes and the uh, the Newmans. So yeah, everything is in the video description or podcast description if you're listening to this. Fantastic. So before we bring on our special guests, We'd like to take this moment to thank a few of our show to thank our show sponsors. Not a few of them to thank all of them. J.C. Newman Cigars, Cigar Medics, Amendola Cigars. We are the muscle. Jake Wyatt Cigars, Illusion Cigars, deep in flavor, deep in your mind. K by Karen Berger Cigars, Corona Cigar, and of course, Drew Estate and Experience Acid. So waiting patiently in the Experience Acid Green Room are both of our guests tonight. We got Fabian, was called out last week by Nick Melillo to come on the show and tell us a story. And since he's not one to back down from a challenge, he'll be joining us to tell us this epic tale. We have, there is Fabian. <clears throat> oh, yes. My man, Damon. What's going on, good people? What's going on? So welcome to the I'd Tap That Cigar Show. Fabian, welcome back as always. That is an incredible, incredible outfit. So uh, 
Hold on, let me put on my glasses so I can see it because everything yeah. looks blurry as hell right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, there you go. So uh, I hear you have a story to tell from a long time ago that took place in a galaxy far, far away. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah. We got you loud and clear. Okay, all right. As you can see, or maybe you can't see, I got my trusty little Jedi Yoda behind me over here. And there's a reason why I got uh, my little C-3PO and I got my little Chewbacca. And uh, we are here in the uh, location somewhere close to the Death Star in a galaxy far, far away. Now, I will have to start this story by saying thanks, Nick. Thank you very much for calling me out. Um, there's a little story behind that. So, so Nick, uh, as you guys all know, uh, used to work for Drew Estate. So did I. And uh, he was in charge of the factory down in Nicaragua. So he spent a lot of time in Nicaragua. And at the start of uh, Cigar Safari, I spent a lot of time in Nicaragua, too. And I was in charge of Cigar Safari. So I spent a lot of time there. And um, some of you guys have gone to Cigar Safari, where it's a, a four-day, three-night trip down to Nicaragua. And one of those nights is uh, a long ash contest. And during the long ash contest, it's kind of story time. And... Uh, Nick, as all you guys heard last week, has a crazy story about how much he loves horses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and he, it takes a lot out of him to tell that story, just like it takes a lot out of me to take, tell this story. So I would always egg him on, and he would only tell his story un, 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 if I told mine. Now, this is a long, long time ago. It could be true. It could be all made up. Uh, 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 you know, we have to uh, do uh, little air quotation marks because no one wants to get uh, in trouble from uh, lawyers and, and legal. So so imagine this. The best stories so I, have a little embellishment. Yeah. Well, uh, well, this this one doesn't need any embellishment, <laughs> unfortunately or fortunately, the way you look at it. OK, so I worked at Disneyland uh, prior to being in the uh, tobacco industry, and, and I was uh, one of the youngest people to, to get hired in the uh, security department. And uh, most of my time, I would, I would be a fox unit, which means just plain clothes, catching people, trying to steal, trying to vandalize, trying to have sex in the bushes, just doing all illegal <laughs> stuff in the Magic Kingdom. And uh, one, one, you know, uh, uh, as, as you guys all know, or, or a lot of you guys have been to Disneyland and, and also Disney World, there's a ride called Star Tours. Well, Star Tours is, uh, you know, you, you ride the ride, you're on this little spaceship and you're going to go blow up the uh, uh, Death Star and you get caught up in this battle and this and that, whatever. And uh, uh, George Lucas, who, who was part of this because he owned, he used to own all the Star, Star Wars stuff. Uh, came up with a great, uh, uh, a great day where they were celebrating the 10-year anniversary of Star Tours, and uh, they had all the stars of uh, Star Wars and Return of the Jedi and all of them, and people could buy a ticket to ride the ride with their favorite Star Wars character. Now, that's all fine and dandy. All that money went to to Disney charities and 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 whatnot, and and it was it was great and. And I'm not usually starstruck, but, you know, I was uh, uh, in my early 20s and, and just like a lot of us, we're big Star Wars fans. So the Star Wars tour, the Star Tours ride uh, uh, goes and it lets out in a store called Star Trader. And Star Trader is divided into two areas. There's a small little room that has nothing but Star Wars 
uh, uh, characters in, in uh, uh, Star Wars memorabilia and all that. And then there's a bigger room right next to it that sells nothing but Tomorrowland stuff, Mickey Mouse Tomorrowland ears and, and all that stuff and, and, and whatnot. So one of these days I, I worked in, in that store and I got called in because there was an unusual couple who had a stroller, but no kid in sight. So as you can imagine, that's a problem, right? What, what, what do they need a stroller for uh, uh, when they have no kids? So they must be up to no, no good. So I get called in and I'm paying attention. And they train you that, that uh, you have to see, in order to report a crime, you have to see it with both eyes. You can see, you can see stuff with your peripheral, but the peripheral is only added. Uh, you can't, they, they will never prosecute you to the fullest. You have to see it with both eyes, whether you see it straight or you see it through a reflection, through a mirror. But then you have to remember in a mirror, your left is your right and your right and your left. So, so you, have to be, you have to be exact in, in any of that stuff. So I'm paying attention to this family. And all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see a big group of people coming down uh, Star Wars. And I'm like, oh, I wonder which, which uh, Star Wars character that, that is. And, and here comes Mark Hamill. Now, you guys all know Mark Hamill, right? Uh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So again, I wasn't really uh, uh, starstruck, but I'm like, damn, that's Luke Skywalker, and and he's you know 20 feet, 30 feet away, and that, that's that's pretty cool. Now, I I will give him props. He signed autographs. He took pictures to uh, uh, with a whole bunch of people, and this and that, whatever. And all of a sudden, everyone's left, and and he's standing in front of this this wall with nothing but shelves, and little what we called PVC figurines of Star Wars. So I'm, I'm paying attention at this family, but through my peripheral, I, I kind of see Mark Hamill looking around and all of a sudden I see him grab three figurines with his right hand and puts them in his right pocket. I'm like, I'm like, wait, did I just see what I saw? I mean, uh, uh, I, I am a Jedi in training, but did I just see what I just saw? So I forgot this family. So who cares? Maybe this family, this this uh, husband and wife could be robbing the store blind. I got a bigger fish to fry. So I, I repositioned myself. And all of a sudden, I see Mr. Hamill with his left hand grab four figurines and puts them in his left pocket. <laughs> and I'm like, I got that. I saw four figurines, left hand, left pocket. Now, through my peripheral, I think I saw him with three figurines in, in his right pocket. So at any given time during a busy summer day, there's about 16,000 uh, uh, employees at Disney. And uh, through radio systems and all that, there's over 5,000, right? So, so I, you have to wait till, you know, uh, he's out of the store because he's potentially holding it while he's going to the register, this and that, whatever. So, so he, and you know where a store starts and where it ends just by looking on the floor and you see the differences between the, the, the floors and the pavements and, and, and all that. So, so if you're, if you, ne if you're never sure, you just look at the different from the floor <laughs> and you're in a different store. All right. All right. So, so I'm waiting for Mark Hamill to leave and unbeknownst to me, you know, I, I Mark Hamill, I mean, Luke Skywalker, you know, I'm, I'm sure he made a little bit of money uh, uh, or whatnot. He's going to the register, but no, he doesn't go to the register. He goes straight out. And then he's walking out of the star tours and he's heading towards Adventureland. Like, what am I going to do? So I, I, I start following him and I go on, on my phone and, and I'm like my supervisor at the time, uh, Peter, I'm like, Hey, Peter, you'll never guess. 
I don't know if this family I got called in is stealing, but I saw Mark Hamill take four figurines with his left hand and put them in his left pocket. Now, through my peripheral, I saw three figurines, right hand, right pocket. Now, all of a sudden, I mean, there's, you know, there's a thousand people listening to, to, to the broadcast and all that stuff. And, and oh. I, start hear, I, I, steer, I start hearing like, <sighs> no, no, Luke, no. <laughs> then my, my supervisor goes, okay, well, what's his heading? Well, he's heading toward his venture line. He's going to be in, a, in the beginning of Adventureland in about two minutes, current stat, current current pace. So my supervisor's like, okay, I'll intercept him right next to the tiki room, and and you know uh, you can follow him. Don't don't see, don't make make sure he doesn't see you, but but just make sure he doesn't drop the figurines or or you know he still has them in his pocket. Okay, all right. So I go, okay, minute and a half. He's a minute away. He's thirty seconds away, and when I say that, I see my my uh, supervisor pop out right next to tiki uh, the uh, tiki room. And then he approaches Mark Hamill. And, and, and next thing you know, is he's like, Mr. Hamill, please come with me. And he takes him backstage. Now, Disneyland is in Anaheim, California. And they have a, uh, a jail or, or holding cells with the Anaheim PD. And then there's a, a court system where uh, there's, you know, Orange County appointed judges, which will prosecute you to the fullest for everything. Back in the day, like now, not necessarily because your tickets are electronically, but back in the day, if you bought a ticket and you looked on the backside of it, it was all small, fine print, which was legal mumbo jumbo saying, you will obey by the rules of Disney. Uh, you will not break any rules. And if you do, we will prosecute you to the fullest and you pay all legal fees. So you fast forward and here comes Ms. Mark Hamill in this interrogation room. Now I'm looking at this whole thing through a double-sided window, and and uh, uh, my supervisor's like, I can't believe it, man. Like, really? Are you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Four left hand, left pocket. I possible three hand, three right hand, right pocket. And there's like maybe three people, three of us watching, and all of a sudden the room filled up, and there I, I'd say maybe there's 40 people, but it felt like a thousand. And 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 we see my supervisor walk into the room, and this is what happened. My supervisor goes, Mr. Hamill, are you having a good time? Is there anything you would like to let us know? Mark's like, no, man, I got to meet my family at Jungle Cruise. Mr. Hamill, in plenty of time, you will meet your family. Well, you know, they're probably waiting for me. I, I, you know, Mr. Hamill, in plenty of time, uh, uh, you will meet your family. So again, is there anything you would like to tell us? Mr. Hamill's like, oh, no, what, do you want to sign picture? You want to take a picture? What would you like? This was in the early 90s. So it's not like everyone was walking around with their phones, their iPhones, and they could snap pictures. Oh, yeah. So, 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 so you know, I mean, um, it, 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 taking pictures, you had to buy the little cameras. or You had your camera or, your, or those disposable cameras, and that's what you had to do. But my supervisor, was like, no, no, I, I, I'm sure I'll get your signature uh, in due time. Uh, um, but no, would you like to let us know anything? Mark uh -oh. goes, no, no, I don't, I don't know. Okay, Mr. Hamill. Am I dead? I, I would like for you to empty your right pocket. Mark's like, ah, you know, I probably got my keys or probably nothing or what's going on. I, I don't know. No, Mr. Hamill, I would like to empty those pockets. So he puts his hand in his pocket and he grabs keys and he throws them on the door, on, on, on the table. 
And my supervisor is like, no, 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 Mr. Hamill, Mr. Hamill. What I need to see, I need to see elephant ears, elephant ears. Mess, uh, Hamill goes, no, I got nothing. He's like, Mr. Hamill, I have a very large individual behind the door who will gladly come in and help you empty your pockets. Now, I would rather you empty them yourself, but I, I can invite him to come. Mark, so Mark looks down, puts his hand, elephant ears, throws the four figurines on the table. All right. So by the time you felt like the, the Death Star had exploded, everyone, you know, we were back with the Ewoks. There's a major party. They're like, we can't believe you caught him stealing. We you can't believe you caught him stealing. And, you know, can't believe it. This night. You're going to have a day off. This is like the biggest bust at Disneyland history. <laughs> so my supervisor continues. He goes, Mr. Hamill. Well, we'll take care of it. We'll take care of this. Uh, um, they're, by the way, they're a dollar ninety-five, uh, um, and if you would like to buy them, we'll tr we'll sell them to you. Uh, uh, but, but is there anything else we could we could forego this un unusual? You probably forgot to pay, but we could forego this. Is there anything else you want to tell us? Mark's like, no, I, I, I no, I don't know. I don't know what you guys are saying, Mr. Hamill. Can you please? I, I'd like to see the elephant ears at your left pocket. And Mark's like, ah, I got nothing. I got nothing. Mr. Hamill, large individual, big fan, would love to help you get some elephant ears out of your pockets, please. So he goes down and grabs elephant ears and pulls three figurines and puts them on the... So my supervisor looks at him. He goes, hmm, seven figurines. Four of them are Luke Skywalker. That's interesting. <laughs> Can I get you anything to drink? I will be right back. Mark's like, yeah, I'll take a Coke. So my supervisor comes out and he walks right by me. He's like, I can't believe it, man. I can't believe it. All right, well, hold tight. Go get him a Coke. Uh, 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 I can't believe it. Probably five minutes, maybe 10 minutes goes by. Everyone's celebrating back there. Hamill ha ha gets his Coke and my supervisor comes back and he goes back in the room and he has two manila folders. And on one manila folder, there's a big A. And on the second manila folder, there's a big B. Mr. Hamill. This is how we're going to solve this. I'm going to give you an, an option, A or B. We're going to go through A, but if you say no to A, you will have to take B. You can't go back to A. Okay, all right. Okay, no, that's, that's fine. I understand. Uh, um, you know, uh, Mr. Hamill, would you like to get your lawyer? Would you like to uh, uh, get a representation? We, we don't want to do anything you may not understand or whatnot. No, no, let's get, let's get on with it. I got to meet my family. Uh, uh, let's get on with it. Okay, in, in due time, Mr. Hamill, in due time. So he slides A in front of Mark Hamill, and he opens it up. It's like three, four pages. And he goes, Mr. Hamill, feel free to read this, but pretty much what it says is legal mumbo-jumbo that states that Disney Disneyland, uh, um, security at Disneyland uh, uh, caught you stealing four figurines with your left hand and put them in your four in your left pocket, which we will prosecute you to the fullest. Unfortunately, we caught you with the right hand, which was peripheral. So we cannot force you, uh, uh, we cannot uh, 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 prosecute you with these three figurines, left hand or right hand, right pocket. Now by signing this document, not only will you buy these seven figurines, which after tax will be $15 and eight cents, but we will take this to the press. 
And Mark Hamill's like, no, 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 get that out of the press. I don't want the press uh, uh, to know. I don't want anything to know. Uh, uh, can, is there any other way we could do it? Well, Mr. Hamill, there's, there's B, but I got to let you know, B, I, I'll, I'll let you know that in B, there is no press, but it could be something that is more damaging. No, no, there can't be anything more damaging than going to the press. No press is good. No press. Okay, are, are you sure? Are you sure? Yes, yes. So he closes A, so he takes A back and he opens up B. Go, Mr. Hamill, one last chance. Are you sure you don't, don't want to take A? No, I don't want A. Now, neither did I or none of us knew what was in any of these because this is a very special case. Most, most of the time, if someone got caught stole, steal something, we waited for their lawyers and we prosecuted them right away, this and that, whatever. So, so we didn't know. So in B, he opens it up and that has like four, four or five pages. He goes, Mr. Hamill, again, feel free to, to, to read this document. But this, prosecu this, this pretty much document tells you that by signing this document, you understand that Disneyland caught you stealing four figurines with your left hand. And three figurines with your right hand, which we will prosecute you for all seven figurines. We will not take you to court, but by signing this document, you agree that you will never step foot on any Disney property, which includes Euro what? Disney, Disney, Disney World, Tokyo Disney. At the time, they had just bought uh, 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 MGM. They had just the uh, ABC. So in a sense, so so a little by uh, 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 Mark Hamill just looked down. Sign the document. My, my supervisor was a dick, kind of. He's like, hey, look, Mr. Hamill, I did get your signature. So thank you very much. Uh, uh, then he calls uh, uh, for two uh, uh, Anaheim PDs to come, and uh, they escorted him. And then they got his, his son and his wife out, and they uh, escorted him off the property. So, so this could have happened. Th th this could have happened in a different galaxy far, far away 30, 35 years ago. Uh, uh, and when I used to tell this story, uh, one person really got mad at me because in a sense, he's like, one guy at Cigar Safari, who is, I guess, a super big time fan of, of Star Wars and Mark Hamill and all them. He's like, I don't know if I could swear, but he's like, you MF, yeah. <laughs> you, you destroyed his career. No wonder he turned to porn in Germany, and no wonder he only got a gig doing the Joker on the WB Batman. No wonder he couldn't do any of that stuff. I'm like, again, this could have happened, or it didn't, <laughs> because I had to sign paperwork, uh, uh, so it could have happened, or it didn't. But I, you know, I, I'm sorry. So, so that's my story. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's as good as killing a horse or or trying to choking a horse. <laughs> but for some some Star Wars fans, it could be a lot more devastating. Now there is a, there is a, a a a a good a good sign at the end. I was surprised because you know as we all know, George Lucas sold the whole all Disney yeah. right or uh, Star Wars to to Disney, and uh, uh, Ham, Luke Hamill made a, an appearance in Seven Eight Nine, which I don't know if you know if we want to talk about that. But those are the horrible movies, but. But it is what it is. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I guess he maybe he can go to Disneyland now again or Disney World or whatever, and, and they've forgotten that because it's been a long time ago. But I'm sure there's someone following him if he goes anywhere in the park. So oh that's what I, that's what I got. That's awesome. This makes a whole lot of sense though because I'm a big Star Wars fan, you know, and I, I can't remember which episode it was where, you know. Uh, 
the, uh, the the girl who had the force, she was going looking for Mark Hamill, and she found him on this like deserted little island or whatever. And you know, penguins. yeah, he was he was so hesitant to get involved. It was like maybe maybe that feeling that he had was stemming from a real place. <laughs> he was so fucking scared. He was like, oh, no, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go. I can't go back. I can't go back. No. <laughs> I can't steal anything off this yeah. set. <laughs> Everything's accounted for. Oh, my oh God. My God. So I don't know yes. if... Um, Yes, I don't know if that's worse than choking a horse, but I do know that <laughs> choke choking a horse is way worse than choking your chicken. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, Fabian, while, while we got you here, uh, there's there's a couple yes. questions. Um, first of all, are we still on for uh, um, uh, uh, the the winter solstice coming up this year? So yes, yes, and no. So so I have I have uh, uh, I still owe one of you guys one of these tubes, and I will uh, send out a tube uh, uh, to you guys sometime this week. So so whoever didn't get one, I will send them one. Uh, uh, and here's here's the situation, right? So the cigars, the coffee, everything is ready, and our tubes are are lost somewhere in the Pacific. So uh, we place the uh. we place the we place the order in in October. And uh, the, the shipment supposedly left Asia in November, and no one's heard of that container hitting the U.S. yet. So, so my partner and I, Jared, uh, we're, we're, we're going to wait for a, a, just a little bit longer because we were supposed to release uh, you know, the winter solstice, which was December 21st. So we're going to wait just a little bit longer. And then if not, we're going to uh, quickly uh, change into a different pa- type of packaging just for this particular one. And, and whatnot. But I mean, all you guys who, who smoked one uh, um, and hopefully you tried the coffee, you really enjoyed it. They, they've mm-hmm. gone. We have a few left. There's probably about 20 some left. Uh, um, there, there's one store, uh, uh, Deadwood Tobacco, who has a few of them. You can go on their website and get some. And if any of your guys are still interested, you know, uh, uh, reach out to you, Kevin or Kerr, yeah. and then uh, contact me. And then uh, we'll, we'll figure out a way to, to get those uh, to the, to, to those people. But yeah, we have, we have less than 20 our, our, ourselves, and I don't know. Uh, um, Deadwood probably has like 10 or 12 left. So, oh. so that's that's what we're working on. Um, where where we blended Indiana Ortez just finished blending our summer solstice, and that's really really good. Uh, uh, it's going to be our Toro size. The the, the winter solstice is going to be like a super robusto. It's like a five and a half by 54, I believe. So mm. so that's 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 what was going on, and the coffee is going to be a little uh, stronger because we wanted a stronger smoke with a, a stronger coffee. So nice. yes, we're releasing it when uh, we're still waiting. Uh, uh, who knows? Maybe that that container flipped off the boat. Who knows? But but you know we we're still waiting on some information. So right on. So anybody have any any info? You can reach out to me. I'll uh, I'll get you yes. in contact with uh, with Fabian. And Fabian, yes. thank you so much for coming on. And then when that uh when the 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 new summer solstice winter, we'll get you back on and we'll talk about that blend. Sounds good. May, live long and prosper. May the force be with <laughs> wait you. A, wait a minute. That's Star Trek. <laughs> oh, oh. May, may the force be with you. May there the force you go. be with you. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Uh, may, may the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> may the Schwartz be with you. Yes. All right, baby. Enjoy, Have a guys. good night. We'll My pleasure you, as always. Big hugs you, to all you guys and Jessica. Big hugs to you too. Thank you. You're all missing right. up. You're you're mess. You're mixing up your intergalactic movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was on Paramount and I saw 73 different series of Star Trek and I got confused. I didn't know where to start. Like you know, so I'm staying with Star Star Wars, Mandalorian, buddy, Mandalorian. There you go. Right on. Talk to you later.
He's he's a mob, half man, half dog. He's a yes. best friend. <laughs> that, 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 that's it. So uh, uh, I've I've never seen Star Wars. What? So yeah, yeah never. Wait, hold yeah. on. Let me let me remove Kevin from this screen. Here. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Please yeah. do. Hey, yeah, hey, Carrie, Carrie, you and I can talk. I'll tell you yeah. what. To, to this day, my good luck charm that I still carry around was this figure I got when I was ten years old by mailing in five proof of purchase seals. I was about to say you didn't steal it from Disneyland, did you? <laughs> that was seen in the periphery going into my right pocket with my right hand. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. It, it's better better than trying to do it with your left hand in your right pocket. That would be kind of awkward. I, 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 it would be. Yeah, that, that'd be a little weird. It'd yeah. be a huge failure. But So, Damon, it's good to see you. Um, Sam here. What's going on? Oh, man. It's uh, I'm excited for you guys uh, for the uh, for the big event coming up for Charlotte Cigar Week. But um, before we really dive deep into this year's, Kevin and I were talking about this. I want to go back to the very first Charlotte Cigar Week. And, and how long ago was that? And where did that in like where did that seed? Where was that planted and where did that come from? <laughs> I thought that was like an evil laugh right there. Oh, oh, uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh. All right, I'll ask you another question. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to see how to answer it. Go, okay, so, okay. Said, so okay, in, Carolina Blue Cigar said, don't do it. <laughs> okay, Carolina. All right. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to listen to my friend, Chris. I'm going to listen to my friend, Chris. He's a wise man. He's a and, wise and, man. And, and, I, and I'm not, not going to do it because every time someone asks me this question, I'm, I'm always like, how, sh how in the hell should I answer this? Because I could answer one or two ways and both of them would be the absolute truth. Okay. It's what just that one, one would be the full <laughs> truth and the other one would be a partial truth. Okay. And either so, one of them, you'd get a bunch of text messages tomorrow, right? So, no, nah, <laughs> fuck text messages. <laughs> um, I'm going to answer it the way that my boy Chris would would want me to answer this question. So I appreciate you, Chris. Charlotte's <laughs> week started last year. <laughs> oh, okay, it's just the second year. All right. Yeah, this, this, this is the second year of Charlotte's Cigar Week. Okay. <laughs> it gotcha. started. It started last year, uh, and you asked me where was. <laughs> you know what? I, I tell you what I do. Uh, I'm going to I'm, for the purpose of this show. <laughs> I'm going to give you guys the 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 partial truth. If we if we want to talk about this off air, I'll give you the full truth. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Is, is this in? in I'm going to pretend I know nothing. Yeah. Charlotte has two cigar weeks. Okay. We'll, we'll get into that offline. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right. So that was a spoiler all right, alert. So, <laughs> all right. So Charlotte Cigar Week started last year and it was born. God damn it, this is a hard question to answer. Okay. The the seed that was that was planted in my mind for me to start a cigar week in Charlotte, the first of its kind. What actually came from, and it, this is something that not a lot of people I've talked about on different podcasts before, but not a lot of people really know about it. There's a there's a, a rolling little festival that happens all across the nation, or at least it happens across the the, the middle to the eastern seaboard. Um, 
it's called the beer bur beer hold it it's called the beer bourbon and barbecue mm-hmm. festival i believe uh it comes to charlotte every may i think somewhere around there i when i moved to charlotte in 2016 i went to this thing you know and so it's like $55, $65 that give you like a little bourbon tasting glass. And you can go around all different bourbon vendors and get, you know, you know, samples, as many samples as you want, right? Uh, you can buy barbecue and they have a bunch of other different vendors. But there was one vendor who was selling cigars, but it wasn't a cigar company. There was some guy who had some cigars he infused with some, you know, some flavors or whatever. And I thought to myself, this would be so dope if it was just all about cigars, that's where this idea came from. Mm-hmm. And that, so that was, was the seed. That was the seed. And then that seed was planted two years ago. <clears throat> <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm allowed to have any spoiler alerts here. Yeah, technically, uh, technically, we, we ain't gonna get into it online. But technically, yeah, it was planted two years ago. Even okay. though even though Charlotte Cigar Week was first year last year, right. <laughs> a year a year ago, a year ago, a year ago. <laughs> Kevin, this is gonna make so much more sense to you when we talk about it online. You know, you you, you, you would ask you would ask me a question on Instagram when we were talking about having you on the show, and then I didn't understand the question, and 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 you just like. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Okay. You know, like, 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 yeah, like, you asked me, like, are you going to be interviewing? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, all right, we're good. Yeah. Because, uh, Damon, I, Damon, I've known you for a few years now. Right. And I think, hold on, hold on, hold on one, one second, Karen. Uh, just for anyone's information, if you are in Charlotte on uh, May 20th of 23, you can go to the Beer, Bourbon, and Barbecue Festival. All right, see, there you go. There- there you go. Thank you, Jess. Thank you go, Jessica. See, look at that. exactly. Look at that's it. That's why she she's the brains of the. Opera. That's why she's the producer. <laughs> yes, she has she all is. the inside information. <laughs> but I've known you for a few years now, several years, and I th- I interviewed you and Chris was about maybe four or five years ago, right? Y- yeah, we were. Uh, I think we were together. Well, I don't know. I there was one where we were together and we were at Casa Monte Cristo. I can I can't remember if that yeah. was this one. Or not, or did you interview Chris alone? I can't no, remember. You two, and you were at the Monte Cristo. Yeah, okay, that was back. it. Man. So I remember yep. you and I talking about, you know, uh, cigar festivals up in that up in that area. Yeah, that's right. Me, back. you, and Gabby Caffey were actually having a conversation, yeah. probably back in like two thousand. This is twenty twenty three, twenty two, twenty one. Back in like 2019, 2018. Yeah, and because yep. I had wanted to do yeah. a a boutique. Uh, mm-hmm. Cigar festival, right? Yes. You know, not that name, but that was essentially what it would be, right? That was and, the thing then, of it. And, and then, and then Gabby kind of ran with it, you know. Yeah. Uh, after I did, after I, after if I did you, the first if, thing, after you had all the ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, I'm not saying there's a pattern that forms there, but <laughs> yeah, there's a truth. There's a partial truth. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I have. Uh, I mean, shout, shout out to Gabby Cafe because <laughs> the first, the very first thing I ever did, you know, uh, I he was gracious enough to come on as a sponsor with his coffee, and I absolutely, positively, beyond a shadow of a doubt, not up for debate, love that damn Honduran coffee he has. That is one of the most Cuban-esque espressos I've ever had in my life. 
Absolutely. Absolutely delicious. It does taste good through an espresso machine. Oh, my gosh. I will give it that. But, so, um, so uh, um, I just had a, qu- a quick question. Uh, um, you said you you were um, – because uh, I see the Carolina Blue. You know, you were back on, on Care Show. What were you, were you just friends with Chris Carolina Blue? What was your affiliation back way back then? So, okay, so, you know, I was kind of like the new guy on the scene when I moved here in 2016. I met Chris at a cigar event that uh, some guy – it was like a closed, like, invitation-only all guys type of a thing that you know some group of guys in charlotte would like they would do like one every quarter or whatnot and they had chris come out there to be a vendor and uh that's where i met him at and uh i you know i I honestly can't even remember all the the ins and outs of different conversations that we had or whatnot but it's like chris and i just came became like fast friends you know we had a there's like a, a kindred spirit there. We we both wanted to do kind of do the same thing uh, in in terms of, you know, kind of putting Charlotte on the map, so to speak. Him doing it with cigars and then me trying to do it with a cigar fest. And we just became fast friends. Like, shit, I probably spend, well, not not now as much because I'm too busy with Charlotte Cigar Week. But there was a time where I was probably at Chris' house as much as I was at mine. Yeah. So... Charlotte Cigar Week started last year, and this is coming into your second year. Right. So, doing it your first year, I'm sure there was a lot of challenges and pitfalls. What were some of those challenges? I know Kevin and I were talking about this earlier. I'm really curious on what did you learn from last year that you feel has made this year um, a little bit better? Some lessons learned. (laughs) So, god damn it. I can't stay. <laughs> I can't stay you, Gary. <laughs> Kevin, I'm I'm two for two. I'm done for the evening. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically it's it it, w- it was probably more of a, a a growth from my my first first year of 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 doing a cigar a multi-day cigar event and then from that to doing my first Charlotte Cigar Week than it is from doing Charlotte Cigar Week 1 to Charlotte Cigar Week 2. Because uh, I, I'm, I'll, be, I'll be totally honest, I didn't really have any pitfalls last year. You know, because when I started doing Charlotte Cigar Week, you know, a lot of the lounge owners that I that I work with and a lot of brands that I work with that are on a regular basis, like, like for instance, HVC, Carolina Blue, Atlanta Cigar Company, Amendola, you know, those those are brands I always work with in some shape, form, or fashion, mm-hmm. right? And and you guys know as well as I do that, you know, when you're in a certain space within the cigar community that you meet people in the cigar industry and you form relationships, right? So if you need something for, like, legitimate business, right, you don't have to sit there and write some kind of, you know, long letter, request letter. You pick up the phone and you call them. You tell them what's going on and you try to build value in it, and if it makes sense to them, then they'd be a part of it. Or sometimes it might it might not make necessarily make sense to them, but they fuck with you, and they'll do it anyway off the strength of the, the relationship that you guys have, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's the same thing with Charlotte Cigar Week. So I am very, I'm not going to say fortunate. I'll just say I'm blessed because that's, that's a much better way to put it, that I do have those relationships with people where I can pick up the phone 
or, or if they're not in the United States, I can hit them up on WhatsApp and say, hey, I need 120 cigars for this event, blah, 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 blah. This is what I'm going to do for you uh, to help you with your brand, blah, 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 blah. And nine times out of 10, the answer is always yes. Well, that's great, man. Um, I, I was just taking a look at some of the lounges and the venues uh, this year, and it's it's a it's a packed week. I mean, you got well, yeah, it is a packed week, man. It, it's a it's a very packed week, and it's and it's it's a packed week by design, right? Um, now I want to piggyback on something that you said, or rather, not piggyback on it, but kind of address a question that you said earlier about you know lessons learned. Like I said, well, I didn't have any pitfalls last year, but some things that I learned um, were really from my VIPs. Um, there were some things that I learned uh, dealing with certain lounges or whatnot. Um, but I take all of this stuff and I try to fix it for the next year. Like I'll give an example. Like last year, after Charlotte's Golf was over with, I put out a VIP survey. And I asked us five, just five questions, you know, and one of those questions was, you know, what did you, what event did you like the most, you know, down to the one that you liked the least, uh, you know, and name some things that you would like for me to change for next year. My VIPs are my customers. Now, everybody's are my customer, general public or VIP, but my VIPs are the one who paid to be here. So I, I intently listen to what they have to say. And they, if I get enough people saying, Hey, I don't like this. I don't like that. Uh, I'll change it I'll, and I'll change it immediately. Mm-hmm. I look at Charlotte Cigar Week almost in the sense of like I have a brick and mortar business, right? If you got customers telling you like, hey, you know, I don't like this. And it's a le- it's a legitimate concern. I just like, you know, I, I just don't like it. It's a legitimate concern. Then as a business owner, it is incumbent upon you to go ahead and make those changes because you don't want to lose customers. You want to try to grow your business as much as possible. So those are things I've learned, you know, from my VIPs to try to make Charlotte Cigar Week better. Now, you said that it's it's a packed week. So, yeah, it is a packed week because <clears throat> things that I try to do, I try to do a, a nice mix of general public events uh, and also VIP-only events, right? So I have this thing I call uh, I do call Fabrica de Puro Charlotte, which basically means Charlotte Cigar Factory. That is my cigar education Uh part of Charlotte Cigar Week, right? I didn't want to call it cigar education because it sounds so boring, so I, I came up with a name. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 this, this I'll go to what you, fuck. Yeah, I'll go to what you said before. Uh, cigar education, I'm skipping that one. You know, right. with, with, with right. a name like that. No, nah, I already know about that, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, Fabrica de Puro Charlotte, like, you know, like last year I had, uh, I did it at the Cigar Loft and I had Martinez Cigars come down from New York and they did hand-rolled cigars uh, I had some tobacco that, that came that was courtesy of Carolina Blue, and I taught my VIPs. Actually, I put the let them put their hands on it, and show them how to actually make a cigar from beginning to end. Uh, but one of the coolest parts of that uh, that educational series was I had a VIP only Zoom where me and the master blender, who was also the the owner of Martinez Cigars, we taught. Uh, the VIPs, how to conceptually come up with a blend using the tobaccos that they had available. And they made two cigars per VIP. Some of those VIPs are just now smoking the the second cigar that they got last year. And they're like, oh, oh my God, it was so it was so good. I get these messages like, oh man, I'm, I'm now smoking my cigar. It's so great. And I was like, well, you made it. 
conceptually, you made it. And, you know, it, it's there's a certain sort of pride that goes along with that for them because they feel like, you know, I'm smoking a cigar that I came up with. Right. Yeah. And I and I like it. Well, this year, because like uh, I typically only do like maybe one cigar education <laughs> this year, it was going to be just Aganorsa. But um, Placencia came on and said, hey, you know, we want to be a part of the cigar education. We want to do our seed to smoke thing. I was like, done deal. So now I have two of them. I have one, the Placencia thing at the Vintage, and then that's VIP only. And then I have uh, a Gold Leaf. Uh, There's actually two events going on the Gold Leaf. So the VIP event will be going on in a tent. That, uh, we're in a big tent to go in. Little, if you've ever been to, well, Kerry, you've been to yeah. Gold Leaf. Well, Kevin's red. been there too, yeah. Oh, okay, I was, okay. was going to ask you, yeah. Kevin, is that, okay, that that's where we That's where we met, yeah. Okay, okay. well, cool. So you guys, are, you'll, you'll get this picture. Right in yeah. front of Gold Leaf, this is a big grass empty area yeah. right next to the parking lot. Well, that's where it's going to be this big VIP tent set up, right? Doing the Aganorus <laughs> experience. But while that's going on, uh, Nicaragua Nights, which is the general public event, will be going on inside Gold Leaf. No, oh, wow. That's awesome. That place was awesome. That, 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 that's cool. Now, now, Karen mentioned, like I said, you know, well, I want to go back a second. Um, you had said that, um, like, last year it was a multi-day event. Was it like so? It's six days this year. Was it six last year, or was it just? Yep. Oh, okay. It'll, yeah, it'll always be six days. It'll always oh, okay. go to, Tuesday through Sunday. And typically, what I do is like on Monday, I have like a what I call a soft kickoff that I pretty much do at Burner Cigar Company. This year, uh, I'm going to do something. Uh, it's it's going to be more like a Cuban or Latin theme night. I'm going to I'm going to make some uh, cubanos, some pastelitos. I'm going to bring some rum. We're going to have some Latin music playing. Just something a little softer. To kick off with my people who uh, who go to burners all the time and anybody else who wants to come. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah, it definitely does. So, Kevin, you said you're going to go back, or was that your question? Um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, talking about Goldleaf. So I know where that is. That was like a that was like a drive to to get out there. No, no for well, we were coming from Fayetteville. That was like yeah, a three hours yeah. Drive. That's why I was a drive. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So you live I, in Charlotte, no, it's not really. Okay, so so I, I, like so for for people coming yeah. oh, to. Oh, just so you know, Kevin doesn't know any. Yeah, I don't like, know Madison. geography. Yeah. Yeah. Geography. So so that that's what my my next question was going to be for people coming to Charlotte Cigar Week. What can they expect? Like driving distance, you know, you got six so, days. So know. typically, what I do is this. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because it's actually on my to-do list for tonight. I've got my laptop here. So when I get off with you guys, I'll be deep into Charlotte's garbage stuff. What I do is I email out to my VIPs important information that's actually concerning that. So I have a partner hotel. Last year, I chose the partner hotel to be downtown. That's something that I changed. That wasn't a pitfall. That was just a mistake on my part. I, I should have thought ahead and like that. That was a dumb idea to have a a partner hotel downtown when it's really nothing going on down right. there. Plus, yeah. plus, plus the hotels are higher cost. Mm -hmm. So what I did this year, I partnered with a hotel that's pretty much centrally located between all of the events. So whether you're going to drive or you're going to Uber, then it'll be, you know, you won't have to drive too far to any one event. Now, uh, one of the cool things about Charlotte Cigar Week is because, and it takes my guy, one, uh, one of my ambassadors, uh, Rob, who lives in, uh, in Atlanta to say this, but I'm going to use his terminology, which is true. It is a family-oriented event in the sense of what type we can talk about, cigar family. So a lot of people coming, they already know somebody, whether they know them, you know, they met them in person or maybe they, they're friends from Instagram, right? Or, or maybe they met them at another cigar event or something like that. 
you know, they'll probably end up kind of carpooling together because they know each other. So that'll cut down on a whole lot of individual people driving a lot of different places and stuff like that. So that'll be cool. All right. I think you're right. That what's really nice about that, Damon, and I've been to, if not all, most of the places is that they are spread out really nicely amongst the Charlotte area, but not too far away. Yeah, like and the only place is like really far is like Casa Monte Cristo, but I'm not, I'm not doing an event with Casa this year. They're on, they're on the books for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I should say tentatively, they're in, in my head. They're penciled in for next year. We have to, we have to work that out because they're a corporation. But you know, uh, you know, from exit like if you go on seventy seven North, right? You got an event at exit thirty three. At Havana, uh, Havana 33 Cuban restaurant. We've got one at Gold Leaf, which is, I think, exit 31. Uh, we've got, and then you come down, then it's as far south ish, going down to Mount Holly mm-hmm. uh, for, for a Wednesday day event. Uh, Taylor Smoke in the uptown area at the epicenter. Um, the Dunavant, which is in Dealworth, which is five minutes away from the Vintage, which also have, an, uh, have mm-hmm. an event at. And then, oh, I'm sorry, in Ashen Barrel, which is actually uh, an exit right between uh, Gold Leaf and, they, yeah. and uh, Havana 33. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice and spread out. There's some, some, I, in my opinion, I think you get a different experience at each one of those places, too. You do. Now, you now do. Care, Care, you, you had said that you, you, you've been to just about all the lounges. So for, for people, Coming up, because Damon said, you know, it's a very family um, event atmosphere. Care for for someone that maybe doesn't have a spouse that smokes. Maybe they got some kids. Are there lots of things to do? Like, like I, you know, like as a cigar smoker, I can go hit this event from you know five to eleven. Yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. but the but the family, there's plenty of stuff for you know, so you don't have to leave your family at home. Well, sh- well, are you asking me or are you asking Kier? Uh, well, both both you of you, yeah. Damon. Oh, okay. Damon would know better than I would, but, you know, I know up in that area there's a lot to do. I mean. Well, yeah, yeah. if you, uh, like, you know, if some, you know, if you were coming to a cigar event and, you know, like you say, your spouse doesn't smoke and, of course, the kids don't, uh, you know, they, there's plenty of restaurants they can go to. There's you know, movie theaters around they can go to. There's parks. Uh, yeah. Well, 5 to 11, not a park. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But, but movies and, there's and you know, there's a big museum. mall, big yeah, mall. Yeah. malls. Yeah. yeah, so there are different things to do to kind of occupy their time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, while you're out having having your cigars with the people. Okay. You think about bringing up the fam, Kev? Yeah. Uh, no, because Jessica, because Jessica smokes, <laughs> so we'd have to ditch, we'd have to ditch the kids somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, well, since you brought that up, when are you guys coming? I, I don't know. I, I got to get with Care. Care was getting with his schedule. So um, uh, I'm yeah. not, because I can only come up for a couple of days. So I don't know if it's going to be at the beginning or the end. So Care and I got to uh, 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 get our schedules together. Well, I'll I tell you what, um, if, if you got just two days, man, Saturday will be a hell of a day to come. Yeah. Because Saturday during the day, we have the Little Havana Fest at Havana 33 Cuban Restaurant. And uh, Rainer Lorenzo uh, will be there. Uh, Jeff Amendola will be there. It's a, it's a general public event. Uh, it's an all-vendor event. So I have all the vendors up with their tents and chairs. It's right on the lake. It's a, it's a beautiful place. Mm. Great food, great drinks, you know, Latin band. It's going to be a you know, great, chill, Latin-infused Latin uh, you know, environment, right? And then uh, that goes from 11 to 5. And then that night, 
I'm partnering with, I can't say I'm partnering with Drew Estate because I'm not. I'm partnering with Burners, and Burners is presenting Drew Estate. So uh, myself and Burners have an event with Drew Estate that night at this place called the CLT Hub, which is it's not in downtown, but it's close to downtown. It's like right off the interstate going down Moorhead. It's right on Moorhead. Uh, it's another outdoor uh, you know, in venue space. Uh, it's going to be a great time. So Saturday will be a great time, a great day to come up. And then Sunday, we're going to close it out over at Roma, Cigar, et cetera. Uh, and that's going to be with uh, Uncle Nearest. Oh, okay. nice. Yeah. Amendola doing any rolling events? You going to be yeah, doing any rolling? Well, he's going to be doing uh, a little, probably some light uh, live rolling on uh, on Saturday during the day. Oh. Very nice. See, what I try to do, man, is what I try to do is partner with people in the cigar industry local, i.e. the shops, but also partner with companies in the cigar industry, right? Because that's really what Charlotte Cigar Week is about. It's about, when I say for the people, for the city, for the culture, that's not just some, you know, bullshit thing I came up because it sounded good. I was trying to think about what can I say about Charlotte Cigar Week that will really kind of encapsulate what it means. And it's for the people, for the city, for the culture. It's, you know, it's for the cigar culture. It's for the people in, 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 who smoke. It's, it's, it's for my, my city of Charlotte, you know, the local businesses and whatnot who benefit from having all these people from as far as uh, I got people coming from Wyoming, got people coming from Sacramento, California, Dallas and Houston, Texas, Miami, Tampa, New York, and, you know, all points in between. They're all de- descending on Charlotte that week. So there's going to be, a, you know, some businesses are going to get some good money that week. That's great. Um, what you had mentioned something earlier, and it, it kind of spawned a question. And I hope this isn't another one of those questions that you like. Oh, my God. Uh, and I understand, but um, you did something that I think is is um, is 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 brilliant. Is reaching out to the VIPs and doing a questionnaire, and you know, getting their feedback on how to improve on things. What was the one thing that was the, the was the feedback that you heard that inspired you to uh, to change or add something this year directly from the feedback from your VIPs? Um, well, there there was a couple of things. One, I won't one I won't mention on this live because it, it could be a little disparaging to a particular lounge. Uh, so I won't mention that, but if there was something that was changed, but something that I can mention is um, the cigar dinner that I'm doing. Um, one of the things that I like doing with Charlotte Cigar with is, is like, it's like if you look at last year and you look at this year, it's not a, it's not a cookie cutter, right? I don't have the same events going on every single year, and I and I never will. I probably have about twenty over. 23 different events that I'll cycle over a period of three years, right? Oh, okay. Um, there are certain staples of the week, like like you're going backwards, you're the Little Havana Fest. That's a staple. People absolutely love the Little Havana Fest. Uh, Rebel, which is my version of Ladies' Night, but it's, it's more than a Ladies' Night. It's an homage to all the women who smoke cigars. That's a general public event. Uh, that That's going to be a staple. Uh, of course, Fabrica de Puro is my educational series. That's a staple. And then uh, the event that I do during the day at uh, Smoke and Barrel, which is called For the Cool, 
that's a staple, even though the the vibe would pretty much change every year. But one of the things that I did change, or why I should say I added, was the dinner. Last year, I did a VIP brunch, and I did a VIP kind of a, an Italian tapas kind mm-hmm. of an event over at the Vintage, and that was featuring Amendola as well. Um, but this this year, I had a lot of people that were asking about, they wanted to do a sit-down dinner. So I'm like, all right, cool. So what I did was I partnered with the North Carolina Premium Cigar Association, and so they put together this nice five cigars, uh, five pack of cigars from different manufacturers. And I went and got the Dunavant, and we, we have the run of the whole place, right? So we can smoke inside. It's got these big garage kind of doors on the front, kind of like at the vintage. So if it gets too smoky, you can let, let the doors up, and they've yeah. got outdoor, outdoor chairs and seating where people can go sit outside and smoke and eat if they want to. It's going to be a nice vibe. So uh, I don't know if I'll do the dinner, the, the dinner again next year, or maybe I'll do it the year after that. But the dinner is definitely something that I added. So, so you've got the VIP events and you got the, the general public events. There, Every day is an event that someone from the general public can attend, right? So it's not like there's going to be one day that somebody that doesn't have a VIP will, won't have something to do. Correct. Yeah, so... We kick it off Tuesday at Taylor Smoke <clears throat> with uh, Taylor Smoke Uptown with uh, Party Grow. Uh, that was that was something that I added this year because I'm from Mobile, Alabama, and if you don't know, Mobile, Alabama is the birthplace of Mardi Gras in the United States. New Orleans, really? gets all, yes, New Orleans gets all the hype about it, but New but Mobile, Alabama is the birthplace of Mardi Gras in the United States of America. Uh, so, out of all out of all the text messages you'll get tomorrow, that's going to be the one. You know, how <laughs> how how dare you? How dare you? People from New Orleans know this. Oh, okay. They don't talk about it, uh, but they know it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's no slight to New Orleans because you know I've been to Orleans Mardi Gras. It's a hell of a time. But you know, Mobile Mardi Gras is more of a family oriented type of thing. Uh, Party Gras is going to be more along the lines of a uh, of a I, I, I don't know, probably kind of like in between Mobile Mardi Gras and New Orleans Mardi Gras. So um, that's a general public event. You know, I've got, I bought Mardi Gras masks, I bought beads, I bought moon pies, I bought decorations, I bought cups, just to kind of give it, you know, visually the, the Mardi Gras type of a vibe. Um, Wednesday during the day at Smoking Barrel in Mount Holly, that's a general public event uh, for the cool uh, 90s edition. Now, that night, the dinner, that's VIP only. Um, Thursday during the day at the Vintage, that's a VIP only event. But Thursday night at Gold Leaf for Nicaragua Nights, that's just I don't have anything on Friday during the day, and that's on purpose this year because I have a big event that night at Ashen Barrel Cigar Lounge. From 5 to 7, I have this event that I... This was something that I added this year. I wanted to add it last year, but you know how sometimes you come up with an idea and it's like, uh, you don't want to use it because you haven't really fleshed it out yet. So this year I, I fleshed it out and it's called KISS, which means cut, ignite, smoke, safer. Uh, and it's, VIP, but it's but it's VIP women only. So from five to seven, they'll get complimentary uh, chair massages from a, uh, from a local massage therapist. They'll get complimentary drinks from Uncle Nearest, uh, cigars from Altitis, uh, Sandra, uh, Miss Novelty. Uh, she's going to be curating 
uh, part of the event uh, is going to have charcuterie cups and uh, barbecue and smoke is going to be providing uh, premium chocolates and mm. things like that for the ladies. And but then um, Rebel starts at 7 p.m. and that's open to the general public. And it's going to be a very sexy, uh, women-centric type of a night, even though it is a co-ed event. All right, so this wow. will be op- will this be open to cigar smokers that identify as ladies? Because uh, um, that sounds <laughs> it is 2023, and uh, that sounds amazing. Um, oh, I'm not. I'm going to not get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the most controversial question to ask tonight there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I, I did want to ask you, David. Yeah. I, I, Kevin, I, you're a man. Carrie, you're a man. I'm a man. And Jessica is a woman. And I'm going to yeah. leave it at that. Okay. Damn it. So, so, Kevin, we can't sneak in. <laughs> there's, no, there's no getting through that. that yeah, there's gate. no me and you passing anything off. Yeah. No. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I know all the VIP tickets are sold out. Yeah, they sold out in January. Right, they still that. So I, I guess I want to ask, what does the VIP package um, include, so we can get everybody prepared for Charlotte Cigar Week next year? Um, because I know there's a lot of thought put into it, and if they're selling out that fast, then you know I, I think it'd be really, really interesting to learn all that you get, so folks can be prepared well, for I, next I, year. That's you care. Um... Last year, my VIP ticket sold out in 10 days. Oh, wow. I opened them up in December, and they sold out before the end of the month. This year, I knew that it was going to take a little bit longer just because we're in a, in a bit of a recession right now. Mm-hmm. So I figured it would take a little longer, but they still sold out in January. Um, I owe part of this the success of that to not me, me, but also my team of ambassadors because I have a great team of ambassadors who, who share my content, you know, they talk to people about, you know, word of mouth and, and also people who are not my ambassadors, people who came last year, who understand what Charlotte Cigar Week is about. So they tell all their friends like, Hey, you got to go to Charlotte Cigar Week. You need, and, and you need to be a VIP. So I had people last year who weren't VIPs. They're like, oh, look, I'm going to be a VIP this year. So to answer your question about what you get, it changes uh, every year because that's another thing that I, I don't want to be a cookie cutter, right? Uh, but this year, my VIPs get a total of 19 cigars. They'll get about, they'll get 12 in their VIP box. They'll get five at the dinner. They'll get one from Placentia for the cigar education. They'll get one from Agonorsa for that cigar education. So a total of 19 cigars. Uh, you know, they'll have a nice little I wish I had one in here right now, but it's a nice little glass. It's like a nice little, a small little tasting whiskey glass that has Charlotte Cigar Week on there. Uh, quality importers just came on as of recently as a sponsor. They're going to be sponsoring uh, uh, cigar cutters. Um, this bag right here, this is actually something that was not included in the VIP pack. I bought this later that I want to give on my VIP. So this is a sling bag that has a... Uh, a um, a security lock on it, a uh, USB charging slot. Um, it's water resistant, comes in two colors, blue and red. It's big enough to hold a travel humidor and all your cigar accessories. So all of my VIPs are going to get that. Um, oh, you know, the VIP lanyard, of course, which pretty much will save them about $50 on day pass fees going into the lounges. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, oh, that. That, that's right, because we did have to on that one lounge care that you took gold leaf. We did have to do a day pass. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then so, I got, um, is that the, that's the lounge we, we signed up for the past? Yeah. The VIP ticket this year costs two fifty five, but when you add up all, like if you, if you, like, okay, I don't charge my VIPs for the sponsored cigars. Those are sponsored, right? It would be, to me, it would be wrong for me to charge them for cigars that I get for free, right? Oh, yeah. So, but they do have a value. So if you want to just assign a uh, average value of ten dollars per cigar, plus all the other things that they get, they pay two fifty five, but they're probably going to get close to maybe four hundred dollars of value out of the right. VIP ticket. Right. That includes all the events, the dinner, everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's uh, yeah. That's because the five cigars that the uh, North Carolina Premium Cigar Association is um, is partnering with me on. That only cost that cost me twenty five dollars, but each one of those cigars have a retail value of about twelve to fifteen dollars. Yeah, you know, and, and even that, like I said, that's two hundred and fifty dollars for six days worth of VIP. Yeah. You know, so yeah, so it's not like you're going to some of these events where it's just a one day event, or right. or for a, a two day event. You know, you get the VIP. You know, two, three, four hundred dollars for just a couple of days. You're getting. You know, six days. You know, VIP treatment. You know, the the cigar. So, yeah. Now, now you care the uh, and, and and or Damon the uh, um is that a South Carolina or a North Carolina thing on the day passes on to get into these lounges? How does what is that about? So, so this is my understanding, right? So prior to last summer, uh, any lounge in the state of North Carolina. I can't speak to South Carolina, but I know the North Carolina law. Prior to last summer, before the, the, the law changed, if you were a cigar business that either allowed alcohol on premise or sold alcohol on premise, then you had to have, uh, you had to be a call, a private lounge, and then you mm -hmm. had to, you know, he had to charge something. They didn't tell you what to charge, but you had to, you had to have a charge. Oh, okay. Right. Well, this past summer, they, they did away with their rule. So technically, you don't. The, the state is not mandating lounges to do that. They just, you know, they just do it if they want to. Which makes sense if lounges have been doing it for years, and that's what people, you know, people expect. You know, so yeah, I, I, I could see them continuing that. You know, that. But yeah, that that makes it, you know, it makes it nice to get away from that. At least they're. Uh, that's one more cigar rule, you know, off the books. Now, now, Kara had mentioned, you know, uh, um, uh, Charlotte Cigar Week um, uh, 2024. When do you start planning that? Is that because Charlotte you know, it hadn't even happened yet? Are you already planning 2024? I'm planning 2025. Oh, because I like, dude, literally my brain never shuts off. And, you know, people who know me around here, they'll tell you like, yeah, his brain never shuts off. And I'm like, I'm literally always thinking about something. And me, me playing in 2025 is is actually no joke. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, actually, I'm thinking about 2025 and 2026 about you know big things that I want to do, uh, but always centered around the cigar industry and the cigar culture. Um, you want to like when I start planning, typically what I do is this: after Charlotte Cigar Week is over, I take about a 30 day hiatus where I don't smoke any cigars. I don't even want to hear the word cigar. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, Sometime around July or August, actually it's July, I start penciling in some ideas about things that I want to do. Uh, and then the real work probably starts around August or September. Wow. 
So yeah, it I, never stops. It, it never stops. I know, Kara, when, when we did, when you came down uh, two years ago for uh, Ebor City, I remember we smoked so many cigars. I took a little, a little hiatus when, uh, when we got back. Yeah. Yeah. You got to, you got to go on a, uh, about doing a cigar week. Like, if you want to do a cigar week, because, like, if you look at uh, the, the gamut of, you know, cigar week, there's, there's at least, what, 20 something different cigar weeks, like multi day cigar weeks. Yeah. The nation from, you know, from, Take uh, from Las Vegas all the way over to the Eastern Seaboard. Uh, all of them are different in their own right. You know, they all cater to certain types of desires and wants or whatever. Um, what I was trying to do with Charlotte Cigar Week is something that's not a week of parties. Like, there's going to be parties and stuff like this, but there's going to be a different vibe every day. It's going to be something that's sitting around the cigar culture. Like, that, that Thursday, that whole Thursday is dedicated to Nicaragua. Because okay. it's not just Agonorsa, it's not just Placencia. I have uh, a partner with Florida Kanye Rum. That's out of Nicaragua. They're sending their global brand ambassador to Charlotte to come do a master class on, on their rum for my VIPs. Uh, matter of fact, I just got I got two boxes of rum the guys shipped to me uh, doing the, the 12, the 18, and the 25-year rum they're going to be doing. Wow. Um uh, Cafe La Llave is actually one of my sponsors, my coffee sponsor, and they're out of Nicaragua. For everything, all day Thursday will be Nicaragua. Wow, that's exciting! I mean, it's it, like Kevin was saying, and it's it, and you mentioned. I mean, for two fifty five for all that you get. I mean, the more back you, the more you peel back the uh, the layers, you just keep getting more and more, and and it's a whole week. I mean, it's a whole week. But see, here's the thing, here. I try my best. Uh, I think so far I've been, you know, pretty successful in it, in in trying to build value in the VIP. Like, could I charge five hundred dollars for the VIP and be worth it? Yes. Do I want to do that? No. And I probably never will, because these are the things that I think about. VIPs, if they don't live in the Charlotte area. They have to pay for travel. They oh, have to yeah, pay yeah. for lodging. They have to pay for food. Uh, they're going to be supporting the lounges, buying drinks and buying cigars um, on top of their VIP, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't ever want to make a VIP package, you know, so high that it's just like it's, it doesn't make sense for them to spend all that extra money, right? So me doing it this way, it, it builds value. <clears throat> Well, yeah, I mean, you you definitely have to have it affordable, right. value affordable, and that drives people there. I mean, you don't want to price yourself out of no, no, um, no. everybody enjoying that. And I think it's cool when, when you have so many people, I'm sure, Damon, this being the second year, um, that uh, uh, <laughs> seeing all those folks who come in from, from out, outside the Charlotte area, who get to experience the city. Um, and and really uh, enjoy just not only the cigar events, but the city itself. Well, yeah, you know, one of the things I try to impress upon the lounge is, is that two things. One, and this has nothing to do with your question, but it's, it's just something that's important to me, is that I tell them that during my event with you, I am a de facto uh, employee of your lounge because I'm in host mode. I'm not putting myself up in the VIP area. I'm not, you know, trying to act like I'm someone special. I'm the host. I have to go around shaking people's hands, 
greeting people, making sure people are okay. Like, you need a drink? Let me get a server to come over and get you a drink. You know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, getting on the microphone and giving shout outs to, you know, sponsors and vendors, anybody else who's there. Um, but the thing that I try to impress upon the lounge is that from a customer service standpoint, a lot of these people who are coming to your lounges, they're people who have never been here before. Right. I need you guys to be fully staffed on the day because it's going to help you. It's going to help me, of course, from a customer, from, from a visual standpoint, right? But it's going to help you from a monetary standpoint because if you're not fully staffed, you're going to miss out on, on sales. So, and, you know, I just try to let them know, like, hey, you know, take your customer service up to the next level when we're bringing in people because I have people who came last year. Like, I have this one guy named Naaman Anderson who's from Nashville, Tennessee. He's a friend of mine. He, he came to the event that we did at the Vintage. He's like, man, I come to Charlotte all the time. I have never even heard of the Vintage. Like, every time I come to Charlotte now, I'm going to the Vintage. Oh, I'm yeah. <clears throat> you never know. It's tucked away. Yeah, like, if, so everybody finds something in Charlotte that they really like and that, they, that resonates with them. It's like, okay, whenever I come to Charlotte, even though it's, if it's not Charlotte's Cigar Week, I'm going to make sure I go to this place because I really liked it. My my big question is and is and Kevin, I didn't know if you knew this, but I think, I mean, this speaks volumes. Will we be able to get to meet the mayor of Charlotte during Charlotte Cigar Week? Because on your site you have the proclamation from the city of Charlotte. So from cigar for, about cigar because, like you said, you're you're not only bringing in folks for this grand event. But it also is a little injection into the into into the the business, the local business. Yeah, because you when you figure out people are <laughs> going to different restaurants in between the events, uh, hotel stays, Airbnbs, rental cars, stuff like that. Yeah, it it, it does factor in. Yeah, that's a, that's a big influx of uh, of money coming into town. So yeah. uh, I I got a question for both of you. Care first. Uh, uh, out of all of these lounges, care what what what's your what's your favorite lounge? I'm, yes. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you say it. I'm not gonna let you dance around it like Damon does. Uh, what what's your now, favorite this, lounge? This actually wouldn't be a question that I would dance around because I do have yeah. a favorite lounge. <laughs> um, it, it's you know I, I can tell you this. Um, here comes the dancing. No, I'm not. <laughs> There's of the lounges I've been to, and there's a number of lounges that I, I looked at that you know I I wanted I I want to go to that I have not been to, but the lounges I've been to I gotta say I do love the vintage. Um, I love the environment. Um, I love the indoor outdoor capabilities. I've been there when it was packed, and you would have never felt like it was packed. I love the the humidor. Um, uh, the selection of alcohol. Um, I just, you know, I, 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 Jan's a great guy, but I, but I, I, I gotta say it, it's the vintage. Well, I can say mine is gold leaf because that's the only one I've ever been to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but you were not was, asked, but it's also, <laughs> it was, it's also probably always probably going to be special because we got to hang out with Care there. We got to hang out with uh, Chris Monaco. And then my son, who's uh, stationed in Fort Bragg, came. Yeah, it was up. a good moment. So it was like a special, special so, moment. And, 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 like, and like Damon was saying earlier, I mean, the, 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 the staff was great. 
you know, so yeah. it made it made that memory that much more enjoyable when you when you get together with friends yeah. and you know your son comes over you know drives a couple hours and you have this wonderful experience like i couldn't imagine going back to you know charlotte and not stopping in you know gold leaf and and and, and not know. to mention it's in a cool area there's yeah. a lot happening over yeah. there you have some so. you have built-in customers uh i i did live shows from both of those locations i actually was there when gold leaf when he did their opening and did a live show and uh that's right. Um, you sure did. I remember that. I was there. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, I mean, running the 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 the, the cable from from the router all the way in, and hoping nobody trips over it. But um, you know, uh, yeah, Gold Leaf definitely is a great shop. Uh, great memories, and like you said, when we were there, we all met and just had a blast. Um, Damon, what? Oh, I do love the vintage. Damon, what what about your what? I'm at a two-part question for you, Damon, now that you say you, okay. you, you'll answer it. Your favorite lounge, and then the next question will be, someone's coming in from out of town. They've only got one day. They've only got, they're going to dedicate one day, one event. So, A, what's your favorite lounge, or, or you want to, you know, and then what's the event that everybody, they have to attend if they can only come for the one day? So my favorite lounge is the one that I'm, I'm, I'm always going to and that I spend 80% of my cigar budget in, and that's Burners. Hmm. Now, okay. now, vintage, of course, I absolutely love the vintage. But, uh, you know, I do spend 80% of my cigar budget in Burners. That is my favorite lounge. Okay. Um, I don't think anybody around here will tell you that because anytime I leave the house, I go to a lounge. Nine times <laughs> I probably in Burners. Okay. <laughs> Now, I do support all the lounges around here, of course, but, you know, that's just where I go the most. Um, and I, and I, But I'll say this also, is that I'm a geographical smoker. I don't like driving a country mile to go to a cigar lounge. I'll sit in my garage and smoke like I'm doing right now before yeah. I do that. Mm -hmm. You know, Burners is only 20 minutes away from my house. Oh, okay. There you go. And since I got one of those little express key things that I can get on the get an express lane, I can get there a hell of a lot quicker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to sit in traffic. But uh the second question is if you only have one day, I'd say come down on Saturday. I definitely okay. come down on Saturday. Now you can get two you can get two general public events in, uh two different vibes. Uh you'll have a great time. You meet a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of good people. Right. Now now Ben Ben Irwin had a question. Care maybe you know this I I don't know moon pies uh, is that a, is that a thing with Mardi Gras moon pies? I haven't had a moon yeah. pie since I was ten years old. Yeah, moon pies are. See, like when I was when I was a kid living in Mobile and going to Mardi Gras every year, you know, there's certain things you want to catch. You you, know, you want to catch, uh, you know, big beads and stuff like this. The, the, the big special ones and stuff. You you want to try yeah. to catch those. Uh, they throwing in kind of stuffed animals or whatever like this. You want to catch those not because you like stuffed animals, just because you want to catch it. And then moon pies. You know, the guys be on the float and they'll be shit three sheets in the wind. And they'll have have a big ass <laughs> box of freaking moon pies and they'll be shaking in the and the crowd will be moving from side to side and they'll they'll just dump a whole bunch of moon pies on top of you, man. People be scraping their knuckles on the ground trying to grab as many moon pies as they could. And it was it was like a bragging thing. You you, you get home at night and you kind of like who had the, who got the most moon pies? <laughs> who got the now, most are, are, are these moon pies like packaged from a store or they're homemade? 
No, they're packaged from the store. There's a company oh. called, called Moon Pie. Oh, right. Okay. Out of Tennessee. They're in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay. And because uh, and, that's where I got them from. And you can okay. buy them. I've only ever had. I've only ever eaten homemade ones. I've never had store. I, I never had a homemade moon pie. And, and the moon pie I've as a kid. Yeah, as a kid, like I said, I would scrape out the marshmallow and just give it away. And then I only ate. I ate the rest of it. You know. Are I wasn't you, a big, wait a minute. Are you the same person who scrapes away the, the the cream the inside from an Oreo just to eat the cookie? Yeah. No. No. I mean, <laughs> I, I I would, but it's there. But yeah. if I had a knife, I would I would dump out the Oreo oh center. God. You know, hey, but Carrie. that's that. Hey, Carrie, can you can you get rid of your co-host? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But 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 I am a, I am a peanut I butter. I am a peanut butter or a chocolate <laughs> Oreo guy. The regular Oreos, I don't you know. It, but see, you is. probably you probably don't know how the the proper way to enjoy an Oreo. Right. So you got I'm lactose intolerant, but I will throw caution to the wind <laughs> to take an Oreo and and dip it and like dunk it in milk. So yeah, you got, you got to put it in the milk and you got to wait until all the air bubbles come to the top. Then you get it out and you put it in your mouth and it's delicious. Have you guys seen that little invention um, that goes on the side of a cup and it's magnetic? So what you do is you put the Oreo on like this little like this little clip or like this little half moon thing. And then you drag it down and then and then you pull it back up and then you can pick the Oreo up so you don't have to get milk on your fingers. That sounds like a uh, that, that, that that sounds like a, oh, nice. that sounds like a millennial way of enjoying. I'm gonna say. <laughs> like I'm a Generation X dude. Like man, we just gonna use our fingers, man, and dunk it. I, I I've also seen people stick an Oreo on a fork and then dunk it with no. a fork and then you gotta get yourself a cup, that, right? That, that is big way pop. too bougie. That is way too bougie to enjoy. You gotta get a cup. I like with a nice... your fingers. Like what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> When I know. I, when, I, yeah. when I was a kid, Kevin, what I do is I take a cup with a nice wide, you know, top. You take the Oreo and you float it. Okay. And then you you see the the the, the chocolate when it starts to get kind of shiny because you know the milk's all in there. It's the it's, same and, thing. And, and, it's, that's the exact same way, here. And when like it when starts to sink, air bubbles come. You know, when it starts to sink, you're going to grab your finger or grab a spoon, <laughs> and that's what you do. It. I'm not getting anything magnetic and dunking. Oh, yeah. See, see, I, I'm a half dunker. I like half my my cookie wet and half of it crunchy. So I, I only do a half a dunk nah. on all my cookies. All right, we have we have, we have, to, we have to ask. Okay. Do, do you believe? Yeah. Okay. Do, do you watch Oak Island? This Manny, he asks every one of our guests each week. Do you ever watch the show Oak Island? I've never heard of it. Okay. okay good. There you go, Manny. You know, what, what, one one day you're gonna get a uh, one day we're gonna get a. Uh, a chance with Fabian. Yeah, yeah, maybe Fabian. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Fabian watches it. You know, so, so is Manny starting to expand into the aliens now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Too. yeah. They're not yeah. finding anything else at Oak Island, so no. I'll do something maybe, else and maybe go. They're fine. Maybe, you know, maybe. not at so, all. So Ben says, "What's a double decker moon pie, guys?" It's the one that it looks like a it, it looks like a Big Mac. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's an extra uh, cookie in the middle. Oh right. It looks that like seems a Big like. Mac. That seems like a lot of a lot of moon pie. It's a lot yeah. of moon pie. Yeah, a lot of yeah. moon pie. And those things, when you see a triple decker moon pie being thrown at a parade, like <laughs> you would throw all caution to the wind <laughs> to grab those. You're, you're throwing asses and elbows trying to get oh, the. Like, uh... you, 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 if you've never been to Mardi Gras, you, you, it's a spectacle because you'll see somebody, 
you know, getting up there because first they'll start throwing them like one by one. You start saying, like, oh shit, they're throwing more, they're throwing a triple double decker moon pies or whatever. And it's like you'll get two people grabbing it at the same time, right? And then it gets all mushed. You don't even give a shit. You just like just break, oh, just grab the damn oh moon pie. <laughs> I'm still gonna eat it. Yeah, care. We need one of them uh, t-shirt cannons, but a moon pie cannon. Moon pie can. Yeah, that's you what we hurt somebody. Jessica. <laughs> Jessica, you can when, when you guys open your lounge, you can start your own fried pie and have yeah. fried pies of people. So I'm, I'm sure Damon from, from, from North Carolina knows what a fried pie is. First off, what the hell is a fried pie? Okay, see, you've got to stop making fun of me. So I lived in I lived in Waynesville, North Carolina for ten years, which is right fried outside pie. Maggie Valley, about forty minutes from Asheville. If that helps, like near Cherokee. They take it's not like a McDonald's fried pie. I don't care what anyone. Oh, okay, so 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 Damon has a visual. Damon, imagine a McDonald's. It's not pie. that though. It is not. okay. It's way better. It's fucking amazing. And Karen, Kevin make fun of me every time. And I took Kevin to North Carolina, and he had a, you had a fried pie, and it was fucking delicious. It was delicious. Then, I was a little disappointed fried. because I thought they he fried a whole pie. <laughs> You know, well, you thought they were going to take a piece of key lime pie and batter it and fry it. Yes, that's whole what pie. I was expecting. You thought they'd take so, the whole pie in the yeah. in, in the pan and I, I got this little mini stromboli with fruit in it, and I'm like, okay. what is this? Where's it my is, whole fried pie? It is the most delicious thing because it's not always fried. Sometimes it's baked, and it's so good. But we found a place in was it in Georgia that farm that's yeah. apple? I cannot, I can't remember the yeah, name of know. it. But we we found a place, and Kevin, as much as he's talking shit, bought like twelve of them to bring back. Yeah, home they were good. I'm not. I'm not saying they weren't good. I'm just saying I was kind of mis- like misled. Like, so it was like a little Debbie, like cherry no, pie. Yes, no, yes, like no, a little Debbie, no, but like but homemade. No, but they're big. They're like and the, and like three times the size. So yeah, yeah. they're huge. They're and they're fried. Delicious. Sometimes baked. I don't know. Like, you, you go to, if you go in the area near Asheville and Waynesville and or Hendersonville, you will get a real fried pie. I'm about to take a trip up to Hendersonville. A it's right up the real road. Fried pie. Get myself a fried see, pie, Jessica. See, I'm not from North Carolina, so I don't, you know that. I wasn't from there either. I'm from Jer- I'm from Jersey, so I'm telling you, it's so delicious. That's, so so so, so Damon, um, going you know you know last year being the first year of the uh, Charlotte Cigar Week. Um, coming into a, a neck uh, th- this year here, um, do, do you do you, do you always you so do you always keep the same lounges? You said you have like like three years where you cycle through these events. Are you cycling through lounges as well, or they're yeah, always are there always staples? Like we everybody's like, if you don't have it at Gold Leaf, we're not coming. You know. Well, so Taylor Smoke is uh, is a staple uh, during Charlotte Cigar Week. Uh, the Bennett's uh, is a staple during Charlotte Cigar Week. Uh, I would probably say Gold Leaf is a staple during Charlotte Cigar Week. Um, oh, uh, Smoking Barrel in Mount Holly is a staple. And uh, so, I mean, I mean, this with being year two, you say it's a staple, but it's only like year two, right? So, you know, there are other lounges around here, but the thing is, it's, it's not about the lounge as much as about can they accommodate the people? However, oh, when, you yeah, yeah. Look at, when you look at burners, burners cannot accommodate the type of crowd that I would bring for Charlotte Cigar Week. So Josh and I, we're doing an off-site event. 
So those are also some things that I'm looking into uh, for like next year and, and subsequent years is doing offsite events, but still partnering with the lounge. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Is, so, is there, is there anything you wanted to do this year that you weren't able to, that maybe you're going to look into next year? You know, no, <laughs> because great answer. See, see, here's, here's the thing with, you know, some people who don't really know me or really know a lot about Charlotte, Charlotte's go, we don't understand. It takes about nine, I spent about nine months on Charlotte Cigar Week from thinking, planning, executing, advertising, all of that stuff. It takes up an enormous amount of my time. It's like nine months out of the year having a second full-time job, mm-hmm. right? And there are, you know, I, I take copious amounts of notes about things that I want to do, right? And I'll, I'll, I'm anal retentive about certain things because like I'll, I'll look at this list 50 million different times. You know what I'm saying about, uh, you know, don't 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 measure once and cut twice. You want to measure twice and cut once. Right. I will I will measure about ten to fifteen times before I have a cut. <laughs> and so I'll go back and I'll look at the list. Maybe a final time, like okay, not going to do that. I'll put that off to next year, or maybe I just won't ever do that at all. Like these are all the things that I'm definitely going to do. I'm going to focus all my energy on this. So this year, there's absolutely nothing that I want to do that I didn't do. That's last awesome. year, that last year that was the case with Kiss, but I, I'm doing that this year. What what, what about manufacturers? Um, are are they are they lining up like, hey, you know, we 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 heard about this, you know, last year oh. we 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 got we got to be involved. You got to get us in. So I wouldn't say that they're lining up. You know, that that that'd be a very cocky thing for me to say. Uh, they're not lining up because, like I said, there are certain brands that I'm always going to partner with, like Carolina Blue will always be a part of Charlotte Cigar Week. Period, point blank, not up for debate. That's my guy, Chris. He makes great cigars. He will always be a part of Charlotte Cigar Week. There are are other brands um, that I would like to partner with. uh, Like, you know, for the past, like, so this year and last year, uh, Protocol, you know, Juan has been a part of Charlotte Cigar Week. Um, Amendola has been a part of Charlotte Cigar Week. HVC has been a part of Charlotte Cigar Week. Uh, Placentia has been a part of Charlotte Cigar Week. Would I like to get Fuente involved? Of course. Would I like to get Davidoff involved? Of course. But you know, I'm not. I'm not really pushing that 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 envelope, so to speak. It's like these are probably th- you know manufacturers that I'll probably think about doing you know next year or year four year year after that or maybe year five or something like that. But I do like to try to mix it up with manufacturers because I like to because I'm a big boutique guy, right? And uh, there are certain brands that I try to partner with. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys this. This is a part of my secret sauce. So I have 19, they're getting 19 cigars. So out of those 19, uh, you take away the the uh, the five in the dinner, you take away uh, Aganorsa and Placencia, and you're left with about 12 cigars in their VIP pay. This is what I do. In the case of, uh, let's say, protocol, right? Juan wants to be a vendor. Great. So I say, Juan, like, okay, I need something from you. I need you to give me a cigar to give to my VIPs if I'm going to make you a vendor. Right? Carolina Blue does the same thing. Same thing. Carolina Blue has an event. Chris sponsors my my um, my commemorative cigar. 
it's uh, the commemorative cigar is something that he allows me to conceptually blend every year and use it as a VIP cigar. Uh, HVC. Uh, I had an HVC event last year. Rainer didn't come. Um, but I had cigars from him that I gave to my VIPs, and he had an event. So basically, that's what I do. If you're going to be a vendor, give me something to give my VIPs. If I can't get you on the schedule to be a vendor this year, what I do is I put you off to next year, and I won't ask you for anything, right? So that's that's kind of like what happened with Placencia. So last year, Placencia was a sponsor, but they didn't have an event because by the time they became a sponsor, all my vendor spaces were, were full. So this year, they're a vendor, right? And I'm buying cigars from them. So oh, okay, you know, I, I I try to make it fair to where like if you're if you're giving me something, let me let me do something in return for you to put money in your company's pocket. Right. I I have two I have like two questions. Are are there vendors that do like other things like cigar accessories or like yes. clothing and stuff? Okay. Yeah. And so um, Saturday at the Little Havana Fest, I have this thing called the Vendor Village. Uh, where I have, you know, like uh, Fat Ash and uh, Fedora oh. Design. She does, she does the the custom brims out of Atlanta. She's coming up. Nice. I've got, I've got a new guy, uh, Cigar Mafia. Uh, um, a guy Tommy is over at Burners. He started his brand called Cigar Mafia, and it it freaking blew up. <laughs> you know, he he can't keep shit in stock. He's got this dope little uh, a logo or whatnot. Uh, so yeah, I have lots of different brands, so like clothing brands. I've got uh, uh, what is that? Um, why am I missing it right now? Um, Select draw, select draw. Who okay. does pokers? He's yeah. going to be a vendor. Uh, okay. but, but what I also do for them is, in addition to the vendor village, where I have everybody, I try to give each one of them a solo event. So, okay. in addition to you know every event partnering with one particular cigar brand. I also have one particular vendor, a non-cigar related vendor, where they can, you know, have a captive audience. Right. And then my, my second question was, do you try to bring in just local brands that aren't like big named or just is it sort of someone who's already been a little bit of established? Well, no, I, it's, there's no really no rhyme or reason to it. It's really just okay. after I make the announcement about vendors or whatnot, you know, like, the, whoever the first one has to come and, and fill up the spaces, that's it. Okay, cool. Now, now at these now at these events for 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 people that you know like like the protocol event, the Drew Estate event, Aganorsa, you know at these lounges, um, I know like I said people you know obviously they're lounges so they can buy everything. Um, will there be like special so like protocol? Will they have like a table set up um, mm -hmm. where you can get deals on protocol, Aganorsa, yeah. Drew Estate? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So every last one of them, they they, they treat it like a like a um, like a cigar event that they would you know okay. proposition allows to come do. It could be the same thing. They will run deals. Like I think Protocol is going to be doing some three and ones. Oh, okay. 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 And, see, and 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 what I what I do is I talk to each one. I'm trying to find out what it is they're going to do because the thing that I'm trying to impress upon them is this: I have VIPs coming, general public people coming. And you know these people are gonna be coming to all these events. Don't, don't do something so uh, extravagant like you know we're, we're only doing five and ones or, or something like that. Like okay, if you have it, fine, but let your focus be on these three packs, because what we found out is that three packs move. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know, and, and just make them a, a, a nice price. 
because again, the people are gonna be spending money at the lounges or whatnot. You want you want to make sure that you know you're, you're, of course they're gonna get the piece of the pie, but you don't uh, you you don't want to just make it so like I said outlandish to where like okay, they're not gonna be able to go buy some other vendors, uh, you know, cigar brand or whatnot because they spent right. so much money on yours. Oh, yeah, Kara, you you've been to events. I, same as us. Like I said it's sometimes it's tough when you go to an event and then it's like hey you got to buy a box. Where you gotta yeah. buy fifteen cigars and you get these three for free, nah. you know that that that's all that's always tough. I like the the three packs. Care you have a, you know your website? You know I'm sure you know. You, I mean I, I see you sell a lot of two packs, three packs, five packs. Yep. So. Yeah, especially if you if you have a core line like my core line. I do the core four. It's a four pack. It makes it real simple, affordable. Um, and like you said, when you do these events, if there's a caveat to it, where if you buy these, you get this. It's just real easy. They're not going to break the bank. They can move on to the next brand and have a really nice uh, uh, experience and and a big bag of cigars that didn't break the bank. Yeah, I remember like last year at the uh, I had this event called Amiyama um, um, Fumati, which basically is Italian for "We Love to Smoke," and that was with Jeff Amendola. Well, I was standing at the in the, at the in the front of the vintage right there by the cigar by the by the humidor. Anybody that came and tried to go to Humidor, I said, hey, go see Jeff for your cigars. Because he had a table over there by the bar where he was hand-rolling cigars and he was selling uh, cigars. This one, as a matter of fact, was a hit. The uh, Sumatra Cannoli. Oh, man, people absolutely mm. love that. Oh, cigar. yeah. Yeah, so uh, he's Jeff, I think Jeff damn near was sold out of the cigars. I think he probably sold like 225 cigars at night. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, when he does his, when he's, when he does his rolling events and, and you can get a hand-rolled cigar... That's even that's even that nice little cherry on top after you purchase three or four and get a hand roll. You know, you guys. Well, we were talking earlier about uh, Favili and Mambacho. That's actually one of my sponsors, the Favili. You know, so shout out to uh, Jared and Griffiano because I've been talking to him for over a year trying to get him to be a part of Charlotte Cigar because I'd always been a fan of Mambacho cigars. So he sponsored the uh, Ladrillos uh, cigars, the little box press cigar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys have never had it. I I would encourage you to to go to his website and buy a box of Ladrillos. It comes in a, a six count box. They're really good. Yeah, nice. I, I yeah I haven't had that one yet. I I've, I've seen it. So and Jared will be at the event. You know he he's no, flying he in for that. No, he won't be here for that because he doesn't have an event. He's just a sponsor this year. Or just a sponsor. Okay, so I wasn't yeah. sure if he was coming out there because I haven't I haven't met him yet. So you know it seems, seems like a see that's part of the thing is like I'm trying anybody who was a sponsor this year and they didn't have an event, those are the people I'm focusing on having an event next year. Right. right. So, you know, Favilli is on, is on the docket. Uh, you, have, have you guys ever heard of uh, Julian Suede Cigars, uh, Dominican Republic? That name doesn't sound familiar. No. Care? He makes some cigars. He got one called the Magic School Bus. Uh, he's got quite a few cigars. He has some really good cigars at Dominican Republic. He has some very unique blends. And uh, so he's a sponsor this year. So he's somebody who's uh, he's on on the docket next year to be uh, to be an, an event vendor. So so it, it sounds like a, you 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 even after six days you don't have enough time, and all these vendors. Mm. Um, what about adding a second event during the year? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. You know this. This is a massive undertaking 
of, of time and resources and and just energy for me to do Charlotte's Girl Week because I try my best to, as I said before, you know, do a whole lot of measuring before I ever cut. There's going to be some things that I'm probably going to miss. Of course, I'm human. But I try my best to, you know, to have copious notes and in, in things on a schedule. Like, for instance, on Thursday at the Vintage. That's going to be a, a packed event so far as what's going on. There's something going on every hour on the hour, right? So logistically, I need people to follow my instructions, right? Whether the guests, but especially the vendors, like, you know, like from 12 to 1, that's cocktail hour, right? The vintage is uh, doing a, uh, a cocktail with Florida Kanye Rome. From at, at 1 o'clock, we've got Placentia. So uh, Wayne Clark is going to be doing the Placentia event from 1 to 2. Then from 2 to 3, you've got Florida Kanye doing their master class. From three to four, I have a local wealth management company that's coming in to do a presentation, but they're also sponsoring a VIP happy hour where he's going to spend like $500 at the bar on nothing but Florida Kanye cocktails that the vintage is creating. And, you know, then from four to five, got something else going on where I'm doing, uh, for all my coffee lovers, I'll be out there showing you how to make a Cafe Cabano. So it's 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 lots of different things that happen and, and they have to happen, you know, on time because... One thing I hate about going to anybody's event, I hate for things to be late. I hate for things to look haphazard. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't like that. So I keep that in mind. Like I don't want people coming to Charlotte Cigar Week feel like, oh, this doesn't look well organized. This looks like it's haphazard. You know, I try to be as professional as I can with it. That's great. Well, Kev, you you stole my last question uh, early on, which uh, which I was very curious on these different events um, and the specials that, that uh, all of the, the, the folks can enjoy, even if they're not VIPs, um, which is fantastic to hear um, that not only are you're going to have the VIP section, but the, uh, the average person, I say the average person, the non VIPs can come into these, to these different uh, events that are being conducted at the, uh, at the lounges and, and still enjoy uh, specials that are being run by the, uh, you know, by, by the different brands that are going to be featured. I think oh, that's great. Oh, exactly. And then, then I'm, you know, obviously anybody listening that, that wants to come, you know, that's maybe going to spend a couple of days up there, like some of these events, you know, 12 to five, seven to nine, you know, like gold leaf, you know, so the events seven to nine, you know, obviously well, those. Well, lounge- what, well, the, the event is 79 is VIP only. That's in the tent. Oh, right that's in the tent. Oh, that's yeah. in the tent. So yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the general public event goes from seven to two. Oh, okay. So, but, and then, okay. So I'm saying uh, all these lounges, they're all open during the day. So, mm-hmm. so people, you know, definitely hit up these lounges, you know, beforehand as, as well. You know, it's not like you have to be at these lounges at these, at these certain times. And then you know, I'm sure there's tons of other lounges in the area. So um, definitely in, in six, if you come up for six days, you're, you're going to, you're going to smoke a lot of cigars. Yeah, oh yeah, my VIP is coming up. They're gonna be smoked out by the by the end of the week. <laughs> but the thing <laughs> is that the, the thing is that the, the thing that's different this year from last year is that last year when I was asking companies for you know to donate some cigars for the uh, for my VIPs, I wasn't very particular. I said just you know give me whatever it is, blah 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 blah. And what I figured out is this: if you don't ask for much, you don't get much. 
right? Yeah. So I got a, you know, I had a, a bunch of 60 ring gauge cigars. And for the mass majority of my VIPs who come, they don't smoke 60 ring gauge cigars. You know? And I have, yeah. I, have I actually have a lot of women. But half of my VIPs are women. Oh, wow. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Half of my VIPs are women. Because that there's like this year when I was selling tickets, there was at one point during the week, like matter of fact, for the whole for a whole week, ninety percent of the tickets that had been sold were to women. The guys had to catch up. So this year, what I did was I curated the VIP cigars. I, I contacted these companies and said, "Hey, um, like ATL Cigar Company, this cigar right here, the Fire, which used to be called the Libertad." Uh, interesting story. They had to change the name from the Libertad to the Fire because of uh, what's the name of that company? McAuliffe. McAuliffe I, I didn't. I was. I was just going to ask you. I didn't know they changed the name. Yeah, did I? Yeah. So the cigar is the same, but they had to change the name to the Fire. Right. Let me see if I can. So you see the little the flame yeah. right there. Yeah. Right there. It used to be called Libertad. So McAuliffe had a cigar that had the name Libertad. I think it was called La Libertad. So and it was a defunct cigar, but then they brought it back. So. ATL cigar company had to change the name of it to the fire. So, but this is actually one of my two favorite cigars from ATL cigar company. And you know, that's the one that I wanted. And that's the one they sent. Uh, the Sumatra Canola that I'm smoking right now. That is one of my favorite cigars from Jeff. Mm -hmm. I asked him for that one. That's the one he sent. So every last one of the cigars are cigars that I smoke that I, that I really like. And I want my VIPs to try it. Um, one thing that I figured out, I don't know if it's true or you two guys or Jess, but, a lot of people tend to smoke Maduro wrap cigars, right? And there's a lot of misconception out there with some people who think that, especially if you don't smoke cigars on a regular basis, you think that you see a Maduro wrap cigar is going to be strong. Mm -hmm. And as all of us already know, the wrapper has nothing to do with the strength, right? Yep. So when I, I smoke a lot of Habano, Criollo, Corojo, Rosado. You know, I'm going to be hard pressed to smoke a Maduro wrap cigar. You know, other than the Ladrillo, that's a really good cigar. I really like that. But with that, I tried to, those are the type of cigars that I've curated for my VIPs because I want them to kind of expand their palate a little bit. Try some Corojo, try some Criollo, try some Rosado, you know, all these different, try some Habano and uh, try to expand your palate a little bit. Oh, exactly. I, I care. I know, you know, you've heard it. Same with me over the years, you know. Oh, it's dark. I, I can't, I can't do dark cigars. And then and people are like, oh, why? Well, they're just way too strong. Uh, let's have let's have this conversation. Yeah, you know, which which it's not. I, I'm not putting anybody down because of that. It's just like, man, it's like it's 2023. You know, we, we kind of forget that there are newer cigar smokers out there. You know, and then they don't know that. You know, it's just like they you know see what? that. I'm a, I'm agree with you, Kevin, because I, sometimes I think that we, for all of us, right, like. What I've learned from somebody who's in the industry, he was a Davidoff rep. He's like, we are outliers in the cigar, in well, not in the industry, but in the in the community. We're outliers. People who smoke cigars like two, three, four cigars a day, like we're outliers. We only make up about ten to fifteen percent. It's like the, the mass majority of people in America who smoke cigars, they're like casual cigar smokers, maybe once a week, uh, especially yeah. and stuff like that. So like we kind of we 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 we're in a bubble sometimes. Right. And we and to your point, yeah, we do forget that there are other people out there, the mass majority of people who smoke cigars, they don't actually know a lot, right? So it's it's actually incumbent upon us to try to impart some knowledge where we can, as long as it doesn't come off like, you know, we're a know it all. 
Oh, exactly. I know that's why I care. You, you've done some great events, you know, where, you know, you've just given, given the knowledge, you know, and, and there are, you know, I remember you've told me some stories about like, you know, just seasoned cigar smokers, <laughs> just not knowing some of the basics and like, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's as Damon said. I mean, it's 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 not always the information that you're that you're providing; it's how you deliver it. And right. uh, you know, when it's interactive and you're asking questions, um, you can make someone feel like they're being informed without being without them feeling like they're being talked down to. You, you know? know what? I'm, I'm gonna tell you something, Carrie. I'm gonna tell you something I figured out. <clears throat> I don't know if this is 100% true. Matter of fact, it's probably not 100% true. But there's a lot of truth to this. Men like to learn, but men don't like to be taught. Oh. Women, women don't mind being taught. There's an ego thing that we have as guys that we don't feel like we, we want somebody to teach us something. We want to act like we already knew it. But women, for the most part, the, at least the, the, the women who come to Charlotte Cigar Week, Man, they they love being taught new things, right? And they have no problem saying like, "Hey, I learned this at Charlotte Cigar Week." Uh, uh, you know, Terrence Riley taught me the the whole thing about the Egg of North experience. Uh, Wayne Clark taught me the whole thing about the seed of smoke and what makes Placencia cigars so special. Guys, on the other hand, little less likely to say that. Jessica, what's the one thing that you learned from Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's uh we're gonna dance around that subject too. Uh, that's, uh, who, who's doing the dancing now? Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's it. I'm sorry, Jessica. I mean the poke, the poke. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Poke, poke the bear, you know. Um, uh, and and Damon, have you found out? You know, because I've I've seen it. Jessica and I have seen it. You know, uh, one of our eye-opening experiences when we did Black Smoke Miami a couple of a uh, couple years ago, probably like five years ago. Um, but, uh, um, women cigar smokers seem to be, they seem to branch out. They seem to smoke a lot more than guys they do. do. They do. They do. I, I know lots of women who, uh, they, they, just to your point, they branch out. They, they'll smoke a lot of different people's stuff. Right. But, um, I will say this, the, the certain group of those women I'm talking about, they probably been smoking cigars five years or less. So I remember like I've been smoking cigars this year, 16 years. I remember in my first five years, I was doing basically the same thing. I was going around the humidor. I was trying a whole lot of different stuff. Like when I first started smoking cigars, I was smoking Alec Bradley, Rocky Patel. I was smoking some the Padron 2000 series, you know, just lots of different things, right? Some Fuente. And then I settled into boutique. And then I found my palate. I found what I like. So every cigar that I smoke now, I don't, I don't really branch out that much. I keep a certain uh, rotation of cigars, yeah. maybe seven to ten cigars that I smoke all the time. Will I smoke something new? Of course. But when I want to smoke, I want to smoke something that I know I'm going to like. I don't want some uh, <laughs> I don't want some experiment when I'm in the mood to have a cigar. <laughs> I, you know, I have said that same thing a, a thousand times. When I'm in the mood for a cigar, I don't want to guess whether because if I'm in the mood for a cigar and I only have 90 minutes, or two hours. I want to know what I'm smoking is going to be good. Yep. I don't. I don't want to experiment with something new. You know, Jessica's got her humidor. It's an 800 count humidor. She's got 37 different brands in there. I have my big humidor. It's got 3,000 cigars with 12 manufacturers. That's it. You know. So 
but yeah, she, she definitely branches out uh, a lot, a lot more than me. And then Kara just smokes all of his own stuff and doesn't make any money. <laughs> hey, um, hey, Jessica. <laughs> yes. Jessica, how long you been smoking cigars? Um, pro <laughs> consistently, probably like six or seven years now. Okay, so she's right there in that kind of around. I say about yeah. five years, Alyssa, but she's not too far off, right? Yeah. Smoking cigars consistently. So she's just, you're probably still in there in that range of where you're, uh, you, you, you want to try new stuff. You're trying to find, you know, certain cigars that you want to, you want to put in your rotation. I, I love cigars that I may never get again. It's for me, it's literally just about enjoying the tobacco, enjoying the experience. I don't, uh, necessarily like fangirl or you know over anything like i like certain like i like certain um i guess i like certain brands but i definitely tend to anytime we go anywhere is i always want like a house blend i always want to see like what they're doing or try something that i've never tried before ever like i don't care if it's a name brand mm -hmm. so like you know company that made it like i want to try new things all the time and Kevin is a creature of habit and he's boring. <laughs> it's like, to me, it's boring. Like you gotta, you gotta try different things. He's like afraid, I think to not, maybe not like it or whatever, but if you don't, you don't try it, you don't know. But see, I understand Kevin's point though. I mean, he, <laughs> I, I understand exactly where it's coming from. When you sit down and you only have a certain amount of time to smoke a cigar, you want to go to a cigar that you know is going to be good because one of the yes. most frustrating things as a cigar smoker is to again to Kevin's point, if you only have an hour, maybe two hours to smoke a, a couple of cigars, and then you pick up a cigar that you never had before, and you're like, shit. You get in that first third, you get out, you have, and then you kind of muscle your way through the first half, and you're like, yeah. I hate this damn cigar. Yeah, that's it. Because you depends on the moment though, too. It depends on the moment too, right? Like I'm like Jess, I like to smoke a lot of different cigars and try them. But I, it, it, like if I start my day and I know it's going to be a busy day, I want to start my day off right. So I'm going to go to a cigar that I know is going to treat me right and is going to taste good exactly. and isn't going to piss me off or frustrate me before a busy day. Or if it was a good meal, I want to go to something that I'm that's relying on. But there is a yeah, time and a place. To try new stuff because I'm like you, Jess. I, I yeah. travel yeah. around. I love the search. I, love you, I you definitely know. feel like I have my go-to cigars. Yeah. I mean, I, I, how could I not? Right. But I definitely agree. I think it is a time and a place type of thing. Like, mm -hmm. okay, you know, if I'm on vacation, yes, I want to enjoy and have a nice cigar, but I also want to be adventurous and try something new. Yep. Yeah, you know, and and, Je and Jessica has, has you know has has taught me a lot, you know, on a um like I never without Jessica I never would have tried Amendola, um I never would have tried uh, ATL, uh, well I, eventually I would have um what what who makes the War Witch that, that's a great company oh that's Black Star Line yeah, yeah Black Star I never would have tried Black Star Line oh I'm all you know um, I'm all but, about their yeah Black Black Star Line and ATL two I mean. I, I mean, I, 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 I it's overstatement, but I owe her my life for introducing me to those two fantastic, among the other hundred other boutiques that like she says, she, for, she forces cigars. me to smoke sometimes. She hands me like, smoke this. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like stolen throne cigars, like hands down, some of my favorite yeah. cigars. Yeah. I've, I've never had that brand before. Oh, you got, you got to get on it. So oh my good. God. So yeah. good. 
But yeah, I'm gonna tell y'all what's in my rotation, right? <laughs> so the Amandola Sumatra Canola, just so you kind of have an understanding, like what I smoke. The Amandola Sumatra Canola, mm -hmm. the ATL Fire, mm -hmm. the Carolina Blue Box Press Nicaraguan Habano, anything by Aladino. Yeah. Uh, the only Fuente that I really smoke on any consistent basis uh, is the is the Casa Cuba in a Corona or a Robusto. Nothing bigger than a Robusto. Uh, I, I would let me see Eroa. I'll probably say the uh, the twenty year natural, um, and he's got a couple other ones that I, that I smoke. I just can't remember the names of them. But I mean, you really can't go wrong with Eroa tobacco, whether it's Aladino or yeah, Christian. yeah, no, yeah, without a doubt. Um, what else? Oh, Agonorsa, the Agonorsa Corojo. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, the Warped nineteen eighty eight uh. and, and the Flor de Valle and the and oh and the, and the the sky, the sky flower, Fleur de Valle, and the damn cloud hopper. I, like I love warp cigars. Absolutely love them. I just smoked one yesterday. Yeah, you smoked the Hacienda <laughs> or something. Uh, whatever that one was uh, yesterday. Uh, gr yeah. yeah, great, great cigar. Care, care. What has been in your lineup lately uh, outside of Stogie Road cigars? You know, um, Southern Draw. Been, been enjoying um, some Southern Draw and. I've been just that rolls of Sharon is a good ass cigar. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been. Uh, we got a box of uh, of the Room One Hundred One, the Farce, the uh, the Robustos. I I can't get an. It's such a freaking great cigar. I mean, smoking the shit out of it. I smoked last night for the first time the Room 101 13th anniversary that Matt gave me a couple yeah. weeks ago. And, That's you know, pe pe people always joke and they say, you know, the cigar is a finger burner, you know, finger. That burnt the shit out of my fingers at one point. That 13th anniversary is the single best cigar Room 101 has ever produced. Yeah. Really? Period. That cigar blew me away. Yeah. I, I love oh, wait, Matt wait, Booth. Wait, 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 wait. Put a pin in it. So hold on for a second. Yeah. So, all right. I don't want to turn this into a hot topic. <laughs> so when I lived in Nashville, Tennessee, it was years ago, and I got turned on to Room 101. Somebody in the lounge, matter of fact, it was uh, Bill Me Cigar and Gifts, where I always buy my cigars. At. Shout out to them because they have... Bell Me Cigar and Gifts has probably the best humidor in all of Nashville, Tennessee. But um, they got turned on to Room 101. This was back, well, of course, when Matt was with Davidoff, right? Okay. Yep. I fell in love with his cigars because they taste different than any other cigar I'd ever had. And it was different good, you know, from the the uh, the Massa Collection, the, the Ruma, the Johnny Tobacco Night. Like, all of, I love those cigars, right? This is my issue. and I And I know that it's about the tobacco, right? It's not about Matt. It's about the tobacco. When he left, we came back. Of course, he's not using the same tobacco. He's using other people's tobacco, different manufacturers. I'm not as I'm not a fan of Room One on One anymore because now they don't taste as special as they did before. I I'm gonna I'm gonna Matt Matt's a really good friend of mine. You know, um, I, I'm going to agree. 99% of all the Room 101 in my humidors, and I, and I probably have maybe 300 Room 101 cigars, they're all vintage Room 101. No, nothing nothing I have is is anything less than five years old. You know, so I I love, I have the a box of the original Darumas, the originals. They are just, 
it's mind bending. Fantastic. Um, yeah, you know, so uh, uh, and then his new stuff, uh, you know, I'll, I've admitted to him, you know, it's hit and miss. You know, some of them I like, some of them I don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it is, is what it is. I, I like love Viaje his. Viaje is hit and miss with me. Viaje, I, I honestly, uh, you know, um, uh, Andrew or Andre Farkas. I mean, he seems like a really cool guy. I, I almost don't smoke the cigars anymore just because I don't know, I don't know what I'm gonna get. You know, I, I don't yeah. know if I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna get that good one. If I'm gonna get the bad one. Um, so I kind of shy away from, I mean, any of the new stuff, like uh, the, the Viaje that I know that I love, that's what, that's what I smoke. So I, I really don't delve into the, to the new ones. What about you, Kara? I, I know, uh, you've smoked a few Viajes. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a hit or miss. I mean, I've had some great cigars by them and I've had, you know, some that were just, uh, okay. you know, well, no, I've actually had somewhere it was just pure ammonia and, and it, it, it was it was not aged, you know, it just was not, you know, uh, curated with the tobacco. It's, so I, it, to the point where it made me sick. I mean, but again, you know, it sucks when that happens, especially when you're, a, no, no, I wouldn't call them a smaller brand, but, you know, um, you know, it, that that's why, you know, Fuente always said, you know, you can't rush the hands of time. When it comes to you know cigars, so so oh, let so you 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 brought up Fuente. I want to ask all of y'all, just include. I want to ask y'all a question, right? I mean, I'm expecting different answers. Which would you rather have, a master chef with okay ingredients, or an okay chef with top notch ingredients? An okay chef with top notch ingredients. Yeah. I'd rather have a master chef with okay ingredients. What about you, Kevin? I, I would rather have an, an, an well that that one's a tough because can, I know. at least I know. at least with a, a master chef with okay ingredients, you're gonna get a top-notch cigar. You're gonna get a cigar that's gonna burn, draw, and the construction is going to be flawless. You know, so yeah. So but what about the taste? Because, see, here's the thing, right? I, the I know. Is, so, you know, you can gather why I'm asking this question because, you know, master blender with okay tobacco and versus, you know, uh, an okay, a, a decent, a decent master blender with top-notch tobacco, right? So, to your point, yeah, with a master blender, you're going to get flawless construction, draw, all of that kind of stuff, right? But what about the flavor? I think yeah. that, in my opinion, I think that the master blender with OK Tobacco is going to be able to create a blend that's going to taste well. If you have someone who's an OK blender with great tobacco, sometimes they may not know what they have. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I look so I, I look at the overall experience of my 90 minutes to two hours, you know, a master blender that's a, a master in his craft is going to give me 90 minutes of a perfect cigar. If it, the taste isn't that fantastic, at least I'm going to have 90 minutes of enjoyment in that cigar. No touch-ups, no burn issues, no you know draw issues, no tunneling. You know, so I will, I will sacrifice flavor at times no. for you know. But I'm not even taking the construction into consideration. I'm just talking yeah. about the blending itself. You know, yeah. And that's just my. I think if you have a master blender and they have okay tobacco i think they're going to be able to whip something up that's going to be creative and and tasty and if you have an okay blender with great tobacco 
Um, they may not really, like I said, understand what they have or, you know, may not make the best of that ingredients, you know? Well, well, well that, that's it. And then I, I always encourage people to look up to see what that blender makes for other people. I'm not a fan of Fuente cigars. I, they're, they're too, not, nothing against the cigars. They always have that floral note that to me is a little off-putting. It is what it is. I've never had one. But you know, I like floral though. You know, see, I, yeah, I'm not so, but the, for me, the best Fuente cigar ever produced is the J.C. Newman Black Diamond Diamond Crown. You and know, made, I, and I, made, you, if you gave me that cigar, I would re-gift it. Really? Yes, I would re-gift it. I've had it twice. I don't see anything special about that cigar beyond the price and the band. Wow. You know, so that that's that that goes to show. Just every everybody yeah, has a different. There's no right or wrong answer here because no. it's all subjective, right? Yep. See me, like okay, I was asking. I was what led to this question was a question that I asked one of my lounge buddies a couple of years ago. I said, "Would you rather have a cigar that burned perfectly and construction was great, but the flavor was I, or a cigar that tasted wonderful, but you know you had to touch it up here and there?" He said, "I would just say rather have a cigar that burned right and it would just taste it okay." It's like me. I, the number one reason I smoke cigars for is flavor, right? It goes flavor, feeling, then fellowship. If the cigar don't taste good to me, I could give a damn about how well it was constructed, how well it burned, because I want it to taste good, right? And I'll give an example. The Eroa, I, mean, I mentioned it, as a matter of fact, the Eroa 20th Natural, the Colorado, right? Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a rectangular box for a cigar. Yep. Every single, and I probably have purchased 15 or 20 of those cigars. Every single time I buy that cigar, it never burns right. It always kind of the canoes on one side and, and I have to touch it up or I have to dip my finger in something that I'm drinking and put it right there at the deep burn spot so it'll slow down the other shit to catch up. But it tastes so damn good that I will sacrifice that because it tastes good. You know, see... I get the, I've never had a 20 from Aroa that has burned right. And after like, I don't know, maybe five or six, I gave up on it. It's like, it's a fantastic cigar. I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be fucking around with the cigar. I, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't want to talking about. So yeah, I, I don't, mm. yeah, I, I don't, I don't smoke it anymore. Just, just because I, I don't want to mess with it. You know, I'd rather no, have. I mean, if you have a cigar that really is just it's struggling, then yeah, I can, I can see that. But I mean, a little bit of a wonky burn. No, I think that that cigar is a little bit more not, of a wonky. Not and, that and, one, but yeah, I'm saying, oh yeah, like, in and, general. And that cigar is not a biggest, not a very big cigar. You know, so it, you know, yes. it's so yeah. I, I just yeah, it's just one. I don't, I don't, I don't smoke. I know, I know they got the new one, uh, Asylum. They just uh, uh, the press release today, the nine by ninety. So uh, I'd like to try that one. Man, there's no way in here you're going to put a 90 ring gauge cigar in my mouth. I don't smoke no. anything above a 54. No. Yeah, same, same here. I know Cares, you know, right? right. I mean, Cares a little more the Lancero guy, but, you know, uh, yeah, I, I don't like. I don't 56. Like yeah, 56 is, is pushing. Like that. That's the biggest for that's me. That's the biggest. 56. You know, I've asked some manufacturers, like, I was like, man, like, why don't you make Lanceros? And, you know, you you guys know this. The consumer report that comes out every year in the cigar industry about the top three selling cigar sizes, they, have, they haven't changed in the past six or seven years. It's yep. Robusto, Toro, and 60. Yep. And so it's like, that's why we make cigars based on what sells. It's like, yep. Lanceros taste really good, but people don't buy them. Just like they don't nope. buy Coronas. Like me, 
Give me a Lancero, a Corona, a Lonsdale. Lonsdale. Uh, you know, a, a, a Rothschild. Give me any of those cigars. I'm going to smoke mm -hmm. them. Agreed. Agreed. Well, Damon, it's been over two hours. God almighty. Wow. It seems like uh, <laughs> 10 minutes. I, I know. You, you say that. I look up at the clock. I'm like, oh, my God. It's been you know, two hours, 12 minutes. Well, Man, we to, wanna, to be, to I, be I thank fair, you guys for having me on. I, I do want to. I did want to uh, make a re uh, not a retraction, but more of an addendum uh, in my in my rotation. I forgot the HVC Cerro Natural. That is an absolutely wonderful cigar. It's just that uh, you can't really find you know their HVC is not very prevalent right here in the show. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I can't really find it <laughs> as much. But you know when I find it, I smoke it because I love it. And also the uh, the HVC Serie A. That if you haven't had that, I I. I that was my that was the that was the very first HP I ever had was a Serie A and that was like six months ago. Like that was, was my a first great cigar. that was a great, great, great cigar. Wow. Kevin. I want to give a shout out to all of my all of my not not necessarily by name because it's too many, but uh, <laughs> I want to shout out to all of my vendors and all of my sponsors who are participating in Charlotte Cigar Week. Uh yeah, I, I'm the creator and curator, but uh, you know, Charlotte Cigar Week will be nothing without my vendors and my sponsors and, of course, the wonderful team of ambassadors that I have. So shout out to all of my ambassadors. I've got You guys probably know some of my ambassadors, too. Uh, you know, we got I got two in Arizona, uh, Kiaki and Maddie. Uh, Maddie is actually in the cigar industry. She's going to be she's a boutique rep. Uh, uh, just, yeah, she's a boutique cigar rep now uh, right in the Charlotte area. We've got uh, myself. We've got Tony. We've got Jessica. We've got Heather. Uh, in the DMV area, we've got Kai, and then you got Sergio, who does our Cigars podcast. He's up in the Virginia area. Uh, then in uh, North Carolina and South Carolina, we've got Seven and CC. In Atlanta, I've got Rob, and in Nashville, I got my homegirl Jamikia. So I, I have a great team of people around me who help me to uh, put on Charlotte Cigar Week. So, and you've uh, got, a, um, which I saw on your website, Anya. Oh, did I forget Anya? Yeah, my yeah, yeah. Anya. I Anya, yeah, she's down. Anya. She yeah, she's down in our area. How the hell I forget Anya? That's my homegirl. Yeah, Anya, because she matter of fact, yeah. So I was I was going by where they live, and she just moved to McKaysville, Georgia. So yeah, Anya. Yeah, yeah. I I, I just uh, I've been friends with Anya for maybe less than a year. Right when she got her eye patch, you know, uh, and then uh, I, I thought that was like the coolest thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's got an <laughs> eye patch. That's awesome. And then I didn't know she had like an issue, like like a, an eye injury. And then she stopped wearing it, and I wanted to reach out and like. I would go back to the eye patch. Like that's just like like that's a thing, you know. Like 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 that's how you know. I'm just saying. Yeah, I call her. She's a she's a mean. She's my uh, she's my personal mean midget. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Uh, Kevin, did you have any more questions for this evening? No, I think that's it. Uh, definitely, uh, Damon, thank you for coming on. Uh, everybody, um, in the uh, the video description down below, or if you're listening to this on the podcast, in the podcast description, charlottecigarweek.com. Uh, you can definitely look up. Um, like I said, you know, like we talked about during the show. Uh, you, if you want to know about immediate things that are going on, uh, just uh, follow Charlotte Cigar Week on, uh, on Instagram. Because uh, anything that's going on, I post it there first, and then I put it over on the website. Yeah, that, that link for uh, the Instagram link is in the video description below. So if you don't remember any of these links, they're all in the video description. So you don't have to remember them. Just click on them. It'll take you right there. It's, 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 it's real simple. Charlotte's a go week. That's it. <laughs> That's it.
Well, Damon, it's good seeing you again, and thanks for joining us. Um, the 25th, Tuesday. Yep. To the Tuesday, end. And then Sunday, April 30th. And then Kevin and I are going to get together on our schedule and see uh, when we can all connect. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Kevin, I want you to, because um, you're 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 a you're a raffle sponsor, so uh, I want you to uh, to be at an event because I want you to do the raffle. Right, right on. I'll be bringing some cigars. You know, we've got uh, one I'm smoking tonight. Uh, my second cigar is a, a Trash Panda cigar exclusive. It's not even for sale yet. I'm still going through. Uh, we're letting them rest, but uh, I'll be uh, who made some. That? Uh, that'll be a Sinistro. Oh, Sinistro. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sinistro's out of California, right? Yeah, out of California, rolling at uh, La Aurora down in the DR. Okay. You know, cool so, man. yeah. So, we'll be giving some of those away, as well as some of our uh, paraphernalia. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, this, uh, where is it? I got it right here in my little case. This this sucker right here, one of the, uh, one of the best damn accessories that brilliant. I have, that I keep it. I absolutely love it. Oh, thank you very much. How, how many did you press? Oh, oh yeah, I, I just put together. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people don't know, like, every single one of those is touched by Jessica and I. You know, and, I just, and our, and our I, I just, I just assembled a, a couple thousand of them yesterday. Jessica will be packaging them up this week. So, yeah, those are all, uh, yeah, we're, we're very, very proud of those. Well, you awesome. do great work, man. It's, it's, it's one, it, it, that's a tool that every single cigar line should, and shop should have in their arsenal. Mm -hmm. because I agree. Tired, I get tired of going to cigar lines and say, hey, can you, can you bleed my lighter? And they'll take a look. A small, small uh, what you call it, a, a precision flathead screwdriver, <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm like, man, you need a, you need a, you need a, a bleeder from cigar prop. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. So we we de we definitely appreciate the kind words, man. You should put together like a little sales book that just has that merchandise in it, and then just start sending them out to cigar shops and, and tell them to order in bulk or something. You know, our, our problem is we, we can't keep up with supply as it is, you know, like like the demand is outpacing the, the supply. And, you know, it's like like anything else, like like care knows being a, a boutique cigar maker. You know, we we can't afford to buy 20,000, 30,000 of anything. So we buy we smaller don't inventories enough, we just don't and, have enough hands and, and then they're it. just gone because I, I refuse to out, outsource them. You know, so everything right. is made here in Florida, you know, from the manufacturing to the to the anodizing, to the assembly. So maybe one day, maybe one day I'll, I'll, you know, get a team together and be able to make enough of it. Yeah. One I day. I support that. It is, like I said, it's one of the best cigar accessories that I have. And uh, I, I lost it. I thought I lost it for a minute and I was pissed. <laughs> yeah. I misplaced mine too. And I was a little mad and I was like, I can't go back to using a pen. Yeah, yeah, a pen or yeah, or but I, a person. Right now, this isn't a, this isn't one of my sponsors this year, but this is a uh, a company who sponsored me before, uh, right here. Yeah, I've heard I've heard of them. Yeah, so the name of the company is called Perfect Cigar Solutions. Perfect, yeah. And uh, so he's got the perfect pack that you can put all your cigar accessories in. Uh, but the thing that really kind of put him on the map. Was uh was this cigar draw poker that I've got right here? This I'm not. Truth be told, I do not have to use a cigar draw poker often. But yeah, same here. When I do need one, this is the absolute yeah. best on the market. Like a lot of those uh you know see looks things like, with those, looks those, like those, a wand. 
Well, yeah. See, see what it is is like it, it looks like a screw on the end, kind of, but with the yeah. with the end cut off, right? So, yeah. Like a lot of those, uh, like numbers or draw brokers or whatever, that's like a looks like a like a like it basically looks like this all the way down, right? Yeah. You stick it in the barrel of the cigar, right, to kind of loosen it up, but that really fucks up the cigar because it pushes the tobacco out, then it can crack the wrapper, and then when you start lighting it, it starts burning concave instead of convex. Yeah. This, what you do is you, you put it in the head of the cigar, you twist it, and you pull out just a little bit of tobacco, and that loosens up the draw perfectly. Huh. Perfect. The, yeah, perfect. Oh. No, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> so, right, right on. So, Damon, thank you. Thank you for coming on, spending a couple hours of your Monday night with us. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. And I hope to see you guys at uh, Charlotte Cigar Week in, in, sometime. Yes, oh, sir. You definitely will, man. You have a good night. All right, David. Take care. Bye. So, great show tonight. But next week, we welcome Casey from Crux Cigars to the show. So, please make sure you are following Cigar Prop, producer Jessica, and Caravia Hante of Stogie Road Cigars on all the social media. As Kevin always says, links are below in the show notes. Also in the show notes are the social media links for our guest tonight, as well as all of our partners that make this show happen each and every week. So once again, I want to thank you, J.C. Newman Cigars, Cigar Medics, Amandola Cigars, We Are The Muscle, Jake Wyatt Cigars, Illusion Cigars, Deep in Flavor, Deep in Your Mind, K by Karen Burger Cigars, Corona Cigars, and of course, Drew Estate and Experian Acid. Kevin, take us away. So, so Aganorsa has the flex. So when we say, you know, uh, uh, we are the muscle, we can't do this because that's an Aganorsa thing. I'm not um, allowed to do that anymore. It, it's called the Aganorsa flex. What do you so, mean? Uh, you can't do that anymore. We can't. It's Aganorsa. No. So we are. We are. No. You could do twin. We are the muscle. No. I don't know. We are the muscle. I didn't get. A, I didn't get to see some assists. I, I, yeah, 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 exactly. I, I, I will go on record saying that's you it, do Quentin. Go, you want. go, go, Buckeyes, Quentin. So, uh, yes, um, what do we got tonight? Um, I, I'm, I'm gonna kick it back to, to what I said a little bit ago. Like I said, um, I, I know I am a creature of habit. Um, I smoke the same cigars, um, or the same like dozen or so blends that, that I go, but Jessica does force me on occasion to try a boutique cigar company and almost every time it's an amazing cigar. So next time you're at your local lounge, buy the cigar that you normally smoke, but buy a second one, buy a Stogie road cigar, buy an ATL cigar, buy a warp, buy, you know, um, um, buy a house blend, buy a house, house blend, blend yeah. buy, buy something else as your second cigar and um and i always make it a habit if i'm ordering from like a you know a cigar lounge or you know a, a you know online brick and mortar uh to always try to look and see what kind of house blends they have and order a pack of them they're usually pretty inexpensive yep so that they are and uh, fantastic and, and if you haven't seen oak island for the love of god <laughs> just watch an episode of oak island for manny and uh, uh, come back on another show and tell us what they I found. I feel like we have to have a show just based off of Oak yeah. Island. <laughs> have, 
have Manny on, just let him let him talk about Oak Island. That, he can fill everyone in for the last 20 years of that, fighting that, nothing. That's it, Quentin. I got to try that vice versa. Yeah, if you go to BSR Cigar Fam, uh, Carrie, you still have some vice versa left? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, go to a bunch tonight and send them out. All right, BSRCigarFam.com. Get your vice versa as well. So, all right, everybody. I, uh, I never want to hear you guys criticize me of having too long of a of a of a goodbye. I, I never. Yeah, I that never. was the longest goodbye ever by both of you. So, I'm just saying. All right, we'll see you next week. <laughs>